0: Hello and welcome to episode 39 of the Real Talk podcast. I'm here with my lovely co-host as always, Tyler George and Cameron. Um quick thing to mention, we really appreciate all the support on the merch so far. Your support has been incredible. Uh, we've had I've I've personally had a lot of messages. I'm sure you guys have as well with people, you know, sharing on the stories stuff like that. We really really appreciate it. And of course, if you are a member of the Patreon, you do get many discounts depending on what tier you're on, so it's worth having a look. And we did switch around a few of the benefits for a couple of the tiers recently to make it a little bit more beneficial, a bit more bang for your buck, that sort of thing. And you do get early access to episodes and stuff like that, so feel free to have a look. And of course, we always appreciate the support on the YouTube, Spotify, and all the social medias, as always. But before we kick on to the episode... Today's episode is going to be quite a big one. We have, you know, one of the biggest movie releases of this year with Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse being reviewed. Then we've got some trailers and some other reviews to discuss. But before we before we get into it, friend, um, how is everyone this week? George, we'll start with you. Obviously, you went to a past live screening last night. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, ov- overall, week-week was good. Just another, uh, another busy work week. Um, but, you know, it's never a bad thing when you watch... Two top four movies of the year back to back, so I've, I've had a pretty good week. I saw Spider Verse on Thursday, excited to talk about that with you guys. Uh, and then yeah, I've got Past Lives uh, last night, which was followed by a Q and A with uh, Q and A hosted by Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. Yeah, 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 which was really funny um, uh, with the with the director of the film as well as the uh, the supporting actor. Um, So that was really cool, really fun to just hear them talking about the movie. The movie was fantastic. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it's it's at my number four spot of the year, which I don't know if that's high or low. I've only seen 34 movies this year, but it's four and a half out of five for me, so I was really happy with that movie. Um, And then, uh, yeah, week's going to end tonight with, uh, with a concert. I'm going to Pier 17 with my sisters and a couple of friends at Victoria um so yeah overall pretty decent week we kind of flew by i don't know if you guys feel the same but
0: just all weeks i, flow by for me I
1: swear i was like we just recorded episode 38 yesterday it feels yeah. like um but no i mean that's a good thing that's just a sign of a busy work week which is never a bad thing
0: yeah definitely if it goes quicker cam obviously you're not in indiana right now
2: let's like tell us yeah. Way yeah i'm in the old st louis right now for a wedding i am extremely hungover (laughs) um, which is just not good because i have the worst hangovers and i will be like crippling all day
3: you're the youngest Uh, one on the pod you can't be talking about bad. yeah i was gonna say wait till you get to like 25 then it'll be really bad
2: i have never had good hangovers man like i am always out for the next entire next day you
1: have a Um, wedding today
2: i know it's not good i'm i'm trying to puke and rally that didn't work uh we're getting some pedialyte drop shipped in this is like are you are it, you in the
3: wedding at all or are you just no, like sitting in the you know altars just chilling.
2: Sitting, i'm just sitting chilling sleep, so sleep, that's, sleep in the pews i might have to man i'm dead um you,
1: you look great
2: yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna Please. be quiet this episode's just just hey hey y'all <laughs> go go across the spider-verse uh yeah uh move on
0: <laughs> you, didn't,
2: you didn't say anything about your week no rest oh, the The week's good I uh, got a promotion so yeah exciting stuff at work Just casual um, Slipping in there. yeah not not online like Tyler but I'm okay good week other than today I'm gonna go puke soon probably <laughs> <laughs> well that was a, a
0: very positive intro from Cameron there oh, well, man. we'll move on to, to Tyler who does have some really positive news yeah. Um, obviously, Tyler got the adopt adopt. What is it? The dog Well, like you say, obviously adopted a puppy last night. I believe got it last night. Anyway, let us uh yeah go over that for a bit.
3: Yeah. So adopted a puppy. It's a it's like a brindled cattle dog. She's three months old. Her name is Mia after La La Land. Um, I was singing to Mia for a while, and then like I was between Mia and Murphy, but I don't know. Just gave me the vibe. It Didn't give me the vibes of Mia at first, but it came around. So Mia's the name. It's the first puppy I've ever had because I had. Two dogs growing up for my stepmom, but like by the time she like became involved with the family, the dogs were like not puppy age. And then we have one dog right now, but Riley had it before we were together, and so when I had it, it wasn't puppy age. So it'll be a good adjustment, you know, waking up in the middle of the night last night, bringing her out to go bathroom, just handling all that. But she's good. The cats are not adjusting. The cats like absolutely hate the new dog, but the other dog, our other dog, is awesome. So it's exciting to have a puppy. Um, good time. Very cute.
1: What? What? What do you have now four animals in your
3: house Five. four and that's the carrying capacity i think two dogs two cats so like each type of animal has a friend to hang out with all the time that's like the perfect yeah. number for us and then we'll I was just say, yeah great
1: thing that you're starting to work from home full time i mean sure. that, that's
3: like kind of the catalyst for yeah. getting the puppy because like i just so thursday to so two what today's saturday so two days ago is my last day working in the office so i'm gonna be working from home until basically i choose not to like it's like my, i can work from home forever now Um, so that was kind of like the thing. It's like, okay, now I'm officially working from home all the time. Like we can get a new puppy since I'll be here 24 seven and Riley works nights too. So like when the dog's sleeping, that's the only time she's gone during the day she's home. So it'll, it'll work out well. So very exciting. Um, yeah. So my week went like pretty slow cause like I had my last few days in office at my new job or my old job. Now I have a week off where I'm just going to chill except like Wednesday I have to do some stuff for my new job. And then I got a puppy. So like, I feel like a lot's happened for me since the last real talk episode, but, uh, yeah it's been a been a good week what was
0: um what's murphy is that another film reference or is it uh interstellar
3: like that? from oh yeah oh Murph. oh yeah
0: oh, mm-hmm. man. Where, where's your where's your film bro
1: knowledge
3: which i know for yeah. me like it's like that interstellar is a five-star film for me but just like doesn't connect the same level as like la la land so i felt like i was like i have to go mia because like murphy like Did, just didn't
0: i would have wrecked it not if you just said Murph. Because he says Murph. Right. Yeah, yeah. he does say Murph. Not what clicked in my head. Yeah.
3: yeah. But yeah, no, it was a it was a good week. I can't complain. Um but yeah, it's just a, it's funny because our episodes come out Monday morning. So like I'm just picturing people like driving on their way to work or like starting their week off and just hearing Cam be like, I'm hungover and I want to <laughs> die. And like this is just great motivation to get our listeners <laughs> ready for the work for the week ahead. <laughs> but no, uh, good stuff, good stuff. I'm excited to talk some Spider-Verse. So excited
0: to yeah. talk
3: yeah. Spider-Verse definitely how was your Um, week Seth
0: well I did obviously go over like my because I wasn't here last week I was at comic-con we went over this but we obviously had an issue with with yeah I guess I will address
3: that too quick just for the people like because there's no real quicks last week so my computer shit the bed it's like in pieces back there from being pulled apart trying to fix it got a new one it's recording with this everything's going smoothly um but last week when we were recording one of the real quicks when we did our, which you'll see both these real quick, we filmed last week, this week. We were filming one those comic book movie related because we we're going to be reviewing the Suicide Squad. So naturally we we're like, oh, we're going to talk about the Suicide Squad. Seth, tell us about your time at MCM, uh, London Comic Con. He did my computer blue screen to death during that crash, lost everything. And that's kind of when like it died. And we're like, all right, we got to go to plan B here. So he already told this, but obviously not that you heard this. So yeah, please happily go into like as much as you want because I want to. I want A, I want to hear it again, because my computer died, and B, I think everyone would love to hear your experience at Comic-Con, because you got to meet so many different people, and it looked like a really fun time.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, I won't go into it. Like, there was not really much going into I think, so we went, like I told you guys before, we went on the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. George, I know that you, when you went, you only ended up going for a day with Victoria, didn't you? Yeah. Um And looking back on it now... When I went on the Friday, obviously I went with Alex. I had some visuals. We met loads of guys out there. We met a lot more of them on Saturday, and we met a few on Friday. I Met a few other people as well, which is always nice. Meet people who you know from just online and stuff, which is always good. But like I remember speaking to George about this, and I, you know, uh, George said that you know cause I I don't particularly like huge crowds a lot of the time. And Friday was busy, but it was bu- it was not busy to the point where you couldn't move. You know, I could look around the stalls, ended up buying a few posters, you know, it's any weave one behind me, we've got a witch one there. I ended up buying some cool, like, pop figures, stuff like that, and some you know, some cool collectibles, because you could just walk around and have a good time, whatever. Um, And it was busy, but not to the point where it was just overwhelming, you know, like an airport when it's really, really busy. But then on Saturday, we went back and it was, like, ridiculous. It was to the point, and I texted George, and I was like, yeah, I see exactly what you mean now. So next, if I go back again, which I probably will, maybe in October, I think I'm just going to go for one day, being the Friday, and then leave the Saturday and Sunday and spend the Saturday and Sunday. All we did on, on Sunday, we we didn't even bother going. We just went to like Camden, got some food markets, stuff like that. Uh, went to like a film poster shop, which was really cool. And we went around with all of the UK TikTok, TikTokers. Like Jay, uh, Alex Lopez, who obviously came in from Australia. We, we spent some good time with him, went for some food with him. Um... Luke Reviews, Brad, uh, Brad Stern, his third opinion, um, which was really, really great because these people who uh, you know, I followed online for ages and meeting him in person was, was really, really nice and just talking film for ages. Uh, but yeah, it was, a, it was a really good weekend. Really, really enjoyed it. Spent a crazy amount of money because London is just stupidly expensive, um, especially Comic-Con as well. Like, crazy. Uh, but if I, I will definitely go again. I really, really enjoyed it. I did enjoy Saturday, but I think it was just too busy for me on that day. Um, and Friday was definitely the best. George, did you go on the... I'm assuming it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday in New York. I'm sure it's the same thing. It was
1: actually it was so I went it was Thursday like evening. Like the Thursday day started at like I think two. It was just oh, like okay. a it was like a soft, like like no one goes on that day. It's literally just if you can, you can. So yeah. Um yeah, but I t- had taken off that Friday um to go to, to Comic Con and it's the exact same experience as you. I think Friday was the perfect day, especially having victoria with me because i think she would have been a little more overwhelmed on a saturday with the amount of people there and just the amount of nerd shit going around so friday was just like the perfect you know calmness but like you also kind of got like that chaos of of a comic-con to like really experience it yeah Um, yeah yeah, and then i also went friday because there was that um it was like i I was there for like the rings of power panel so that was on friday Um, and then saturday i that's when i flew out to la all right yeah, so that's why I couldn't go back on
0: Saturday. One one thing I would say, there wasn't really anything like I wanted to... Like, you know, in terms of the, the schedule, the events and the talks and stuff. Yeah. There was, like, nothing that I, that was really me. No, it's which weird. Which is disappointing.
1: And I, I don't know a ton about Comic-Con. And uh, so, if you're listening, correct me if I'm wrong. But I feel like over the years, the things that are, like, you know, presented at Comic-Con have kind of, like not died in quality, but we don't get the, like, top-tier stuff because now there's, like, the D23 Expo. There's all the Star Wars yeah. panels. Yeah, yeah. Like, there are so many separated panels that, like, run through all of these massive releases. So, like, Rings of Power, I think, was the biggest thing at New York City Comic-Con last year that was being um, promoted, I guess. Um, yeah. But, like, obviously, that's still not necessarily compared to, like, a Marvel panel or a
0: Star Wars panel. The, the only thing that I know that people went to was a Mulan singalong. Like genuinely, that's it. There was no, there was no uh, yeah releases. There was no like talks. Well, there was, but nothing. You know, it's what I was. What I was surprised about is, I thought, given that it's like Nerd Central, I thought there'd be a lot of Lord of the Rings stuff as well. Yeah, there really wasn't. It's, it's mainly it's Star heavy Wars, anime. Star Wars anime. And, yeah. Marvel and or DC, yeah. So I thought Lord of the Rings would be in there. That was quite disappointing. It was mainly the I, I liked it. I enjoyed it mainly for the experience of meeting people and the experience of it, rather than actually the yeah. event itself. And I did get it for free, so I'm not complaining. Because I didn't spend any money to go in or anything. You you go to like
1: these, like I I don't think I'm like well versed in anime or like comic books as yeah. much as like someone else. Like not nearly enough, but like. I still thought I would walk into Comic-Con and be like, yeah, I know everything here. I knew nothing. nothing. Like, I was yeah. I was seeing like anime characters and shows and movies, and I was like, I have no idea who the fuck these are. I was seeing like comic books that I was like, what are these stores? Like, there was so much going on at yeah. Comic-Con. And I don't know how big um, the venue was where you were, but the Javits Center here in New York is fucking massive. Like, I it was know.
0: bigger than I expected, I'll say yeah. that. It was like we were walking across the stalls. And it would just seem to be never ending in terms of the lines of stalls yeah. and stuff like that. It was the really exact big. same with like the yeah. Javits
1: Center. Like you come up this the elevator and you're like kinda on the left side of the building. So like you walk in and you just look straight and right and it just keeps on going. Keeps
2: going. Just and, the and then there's the store, three yeah, yeah.
1: floors of that. So it was like it was super like it was like overwhelming because like we didn't know where to start. We didn't know like what to do. We didn't know where to go. We didn't know where anything that was. was. Yeah, yeah. So we like kind of just kept walking around aimlessly, just looking at shit, buying shit, you know, getting content, stuff like that. But yeah, the best part was, and I didn't meet nearly as many people as you did, but like I, I had a, a couple of people like come up to me and like say that they're a fan of um, Real Talk as well as, um, as well as just movies and stuff. Fourteen. And well, that and I
0: that. I said this to you the other day. I got recognised more in London when we were out and about than I did in Comic Con, which was like really weird. Like I, I went to like a bar and I got recognised by three people outside. I got recognised in a shop in a clothes shop in in middle of central London, but I That's only got recognised. I only got recognised like once in Comic Con. It's just not my audience, is it? Like. No, I, mean, no.
1: I had a I had a funny sorry, we'll we're we'll, we'll wrap up the comic yeah. talk in a bit, but I had a funny experience. There was a dude, and it's on my I posted a picture of him on my Instagram, a guy in like this really dope Mandalorian costume, he said he made it himself. So I like tapped him on the back and I was like, Yo, man, like this costume's sick. I can't see his face. So I'm like, Yo, man, this costume's fucking sick. Like, do you mind if I take a quick picture with you? I did he that turned-
0: with, with someone as well. Yeah, yeah, I did
1: that with a bunch of co- with a bunch of cosplayers, but he turns around and he goes holy shit George and he was like I'm a huge fan of you bro and I'm like wow that's sick
0: (laughs) so you were getting a photo with each other yeah yeah literally
1: we were getting a photo with each other um and then I ended up posting him on my on my feed um so that was pretty cool but yeah comic-con I I'd love to go back next year but I I weirdly want to go on a Saturday just to like just to see yeah you
0: should come to the London one you should all come to the London one that'd be great come to the New York one yeah true we'll move on anyway my week's been fine other than that pretty much it boring week uh we have the main review of the week which of course has been heavily anticipated it did get pushed back what was the original release it was last year, yeah, it was last year. almost a year
3: like, ago i feel like it was like last summer november
0: yeah, i don't know okay, yeah. That, Thailand Thailand on mute. Uh, yeah yeah I
3: don't yeah know. It's it was a sometime last year
0: last year, yeah whatever it did get pushed back and that is it. spider-man across the spider-verse obviously the direct sequel to into the spider-verse i'll read the synopsis and then we'll kind of go through people i'm thinking about going from people who likes at least to most and then I'm switching through they can go over some spoilers all that good stuff as well so after reuniting with gwen stacy miles morales brooklyn's full-time friendly neighborhood spider-man is catapulted across the multiverse where he encounters a team of spider people charged with protecting its very existence but when the heroes clash on how to handle the new threat Miles finds himself pitted against the other spiders and must redefine what it means to be a hero so he can save the people he loves most. What I'm going to do with this, obviously, we'll go into, as we usually do, just thoughts, you know, a few minutes of your thoughts on like what you thought about the film, no positives, and then after that, we can go into kind of the spoilers and, and, and obviously some, some spoiler warning when we go into that as well. But Tyler, I'm going to start with you. We all liked it a lot. Um, you know, To get out of the way But Tyler you obviously liked at least Then I'll probably go to me And then maybe George or Cam Because they were at the higher end But Tyler if you want to give your kind of Quick overview on the film
3: Yeah it's obviously one of those movies That like if you rate anything other than a 5 star You're going to get people like crying in yeah, your comments um, So I gave it an 8.4 yeah. Which means it's like a feather away from being a 4.5 So it's like right on that border um, I'm not here to rain on anyone's parade Like I'm so happy everyone's loving this movie I love all the reactions People say it's the best Spider-Man movie Best comic book movie I'm over the moon and happy that people are loving it that much. For me, I don't know. I just, I think it was like, so I had my expectations, obviously astronomically high. And I saw it a day later, which what me seeing it on Friday felt like I saw it three months late. Cause like everyone and their mother had already seen it and posted reviews and everyone yeah. was saying like, I had crazy high expectations, um, but they were even surpassed. So then me going into it, I was like, okay, now my expectations are even higher than they were before. And for me, like the first like hour or so, I just really struggled to get into like around the halfway point. I was looking at my watch a bunch. I was like, for me it just wasn't moving very well for me like i thought there was some pacing issues for me personally i thought the final 45 minutes was like incredible peak nothing could be improved i'd have no notes like i thought it was absolutely incredible i love the ending i have zero issues with that cliffhanger ending like that seems like a lot of people are having um but yeah i don't know i just didn't didn't love the first like hour of it and uh but i mean yeah it's, it's the greatest like animation i've ever seen in my life so like animation absolutely lived up to the hype beyond the hype um all the voice acting was cool the characters are cool like spot was an awesome interesting villain um miguel o'hara's just epic all the spider people epic um but yeah i don't know just didn't fall in love with it immediately like i got definitely entered the, into the spider Verse for me i connected a lot more with the story well, yeah still really loved instance,
0: it <laughs> uh 9.3 okay so just off a five kind of thing right so, um yeah i definitely understand what you say, and i think this is a film where even if you give it a 4.5 people will Get annoyed at you which is which is kind of crazy um so i obviously try to give it a four so a four 8.4 out of 10 so nearly a 4.5 I get this 4.5 um i said in my review that i think this does live up and meet the levels of its monumental predecessors obviously into the spider-verse i did do my spider man ranking yesterday and i think i would have it slightly lower and when i say slightly i think it's very slight in terms of a margin of quality I think the artistic design of this one was just incredible and second to none it was beaming with inspiring visuals heart um genuinely funny which i I found from the first film as well and doesn't pull any punches which i said in my review when it comes to just giving some jaw-dropping moments such as the you know the leap of faith scene in the first one i think this one has many maybe not akin directly to that in terms of its quality and 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 how iconic it is but stuff that um really kind of i I lost myself in in the most positive light Interestingly enough, Tyler, I actually maybe preferred the first hour. Um like, a lot of people have been it,
3: saying in my comments, but I don't know. For me, I just like kept wa- checking my watch for some reason. I don't know. Interesting. Cause,
0: so for me, the only negative I really have, and there isn't much for me with this film, because as I said at the end of my review, this is probably Marvel's second now best project to date, for me anyway, and I think that it, at times it manages to lose its direction in between the way it wants to go, but then I do think it quickly pulls itself back in and regains focus. But I would say throughout the middle kind of middle um, middle section, there is there is points where it loses the direction of which it want, what it wants to take, and it kind of comes a little bit bloated. Um but again, I don't think that's necessarily a crazy negative because I think everything else worked. I loved the characters in this. I adored them. Miguel was amazing. I loved Daniel Kaluuya in this. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I just, I think it was great. I loved the, I can't remember his name, forgive me, the Indian Spider-Man. He was so funny. I had a really, really good time with him. And I just think the six different artistic styles just worked so well. And I think the multiverse storytelling is very much a thing now that a lot of films try to accomplish. And in my opinion, a lot of films don't do it very well. And I think this does multiverse storytelling in in kind of the finest way possible, regardless of its few flaws here and there. Um, But yeah, obviously we're going to spoilers in a second, but 4.5 for me, I really, really enjoyed it. It's the second best Spider-Man movie, the second best Marvel movie, for me anyway. Um, And I'm really excited for the second. And I think just to go on what you said, Tyler, about people, um, about the cliffhanger, I think a lot of people didn't expect it to be a part one. I think it's most people's concern. They didn't expect it to be a direct setup, which it is. To be fair, they didn't market it like that at times, I would say, but I, I also didn't have an issue with the Yeah, but the, the, the
1: original title of the movie was part Across 1. the Spider-Verse Part 1. It's the same thing, yeah. like, Infinity and Infinity War and Endgame were originally Infinity War Part 1 and Infinity War Part 2.
3: I don't think I casual viewers know that, though, just because, like, my, yeah, I have friends I, who, like, love Marvel, but I don't think they get, like, in the details. They just... A Marvel movie comes out, they watch it, and they, I don't think I, any I, of them knew it was a I like, think it depends one, on
0: originally. how, you know, into the... Um, Spider Verse, the world you are, <laughs> yeah, Spider Verse, yeah, that was cool. How into the kind of the world you are, whether you know that or not, do you know what I mean? Because I, we would know that because we spend all our days speaking about it. But I think yeah. you know, my friends who like the film probably wouldn't know that unless it's said part one on the actual yeah. title, if that makes sense. But George, if you want to give your thoughts, and obviously you're very, very high on this
1: yeah i mean do you guys basically set my thoughts even though i i went with a five out of five as opposed to a four and a half or a four out of five i i, I really fucking love this thing um it, it did it took everything that i adore about into the spider-verse and it just kind of amplifies it and it's odd saying that because typically i like like the more condensed small-scale story you know like last we've said this not yeah, we've said this but like walking out yeah. of spider-verse i was like this just like this movie amplifies everything of the first movie and it just does it so well. It is overwhelming with just the amount of information you're being thrown. You have to be on your feet because the jokes are kind of like very like subtle. Um, but no, I, I fucking loved this thing. It so quickly rose my ranks of best movie of the year. One of the best animated movies ever, comic book movies, Spider-Man movies. Um, like this is sitting top two on a lot of lists right now. So much heart so many amazing character moments i'm so so happy that we got more of uh miles's mom rio because they just had so many touching moments that i fucking adored um and, and mother-son moments just always hit different for me I, I just i just adore them i love that we got more gwen stacy i love that um, the movie opens and you basically are like oh this is a gwen stacy movie um, yeah. which I adore because I, I think she was the, the second best character of into the spider-verse, and I'm happy that we now see a little bit of her backstory and kind of how she became um, uh Spider Girl. Um uh the animation, it's it's one of those things I don't even need to say. Everyone and their mother has said it. It's it's fucking gorgeous. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much you guys uh like, watch Spider Man content, but like, seeing the animation from the old TV show come back, seeing like the Lego animation, it like, and I've heard a lot of people say this as well. It literally just made me feel like a kid again. And I said in my TikTok review, I wish 14 year old George could have seen this movie because he would have fucking lost it. 26 year old George lost it as well. Um, but I, I, I fucking love this movie. I think the spot was the perfect villain for across the spider-verse um because it was also his origin story it's not like he was like his world ending plan wasn't coming to fruition in this movie so it allowed um it allowed for a lot more time to be paid attention on miles and gwen and peter b parker uh, and then our whole cast of new characters miguel o'hara who i just thought was fucking menacing is just, incredible uh, it like so it weird. was just like it was such a calm menace you know what i mean like it was like his demeanor was just so like,
0: like demanding and stuff was,
1: yeah. yeah it was like uh, you know what i'll reference a movie he was in he felt like the baron in dune like the baron doesn't have any scenes where he's like screaming or shouting or like really imposing his physical and like strong presence um and i feel like miguel o'hara is kind of on those same lines like he's just a very calm dude who's just gonna do whatever the fuck he wants and i love that about his character and then daniel kaluuya is cyberpunk i actually didn't even know it was daniel kaluuya until after the movie I, really?
0: I, I thought it was like really like obvious as well.
2: i don't know
1: if it, that, that's honestly what i was thinking because like now that i'm thinking about it, it's like yeah like I know Daniel Paluuya, like, I know his voice, blah, blah, blah. But, like, during the movie, I, I don't know. I just, I couldn't piece together who the fuck was voicing this character. Uh, but, no, I, I thought he was hilarious. He dropped some so hysterical so one-liners um, that we can, like, maybe mention in spoilers. But, yeah, overall, I'll, I'll end my rant there. I, I, I really fucking like this. I already got my tickets to see it again tomorrow night, and I'm really excited. Um, I, I
0: Already? It's
1: weird saying this, considering that there's a Nolan movie, a Scorsese movie, a Denis movie, a Fincher movie coming out this year. But I just I don't see a movie beating across the Spider Verse for me this
0: year. Well, I think especially when you have this undying connection to the to the universe now because of the first one as well. Yeah. But then again, you also have that for you have Dune that for doing too. Well, yeah. So who knows? Yeah. Did you one question I would ask you guys before I gone to come with these come here? Yeah okay i'm here i'm, I'm here. here uh before <laughs> one question I, I wanted to ask you guys before i was to go into as well uh i saw a few like mainly Americans, saying this on twitter did you understand daniel kaluuya yeah yeah exactly People, oh, I, saw, I definitely uh, didn't
3: get uh, all his lines really but that wasn't just a daniel kaluuya thing that was a pretty yeah, was widespread thing that like a lot of audio issues and yeah. theaters for i don't know i don't know if that was an
1: audio thing either because i think it was just like he was dropping so many one-liners just like under his breath like randomly and I just it's like you're not ready for them so you're not you don't know what to pay attention to
2: I guess yeah. so, but there
0: that was makes sense. I did notice in the first like half an hour there was a point where Gwen was speaking when they were having the uh, when Vulture was in when there was there was a problem with the audio when it was significantly lower than the rest of the, right. the sound be something That's what I was going to say
3: is well. like I didn't understand some of Spider-Punk's lines, but it wasn't, like, because of the accent. I was like, it wasn't just him. There was other yeah. people who's, like, there was, was some background stuff, visual, but... sound yeah, effects yeah. and music throughout the movie where I was like, I don't know, I'm not really picking up a lot of this dialogue because the background music's so, like, loud in this. So, yeah. But that's, like, a common thing. So if you, if you listen to this and you're like, oh, I didn't pick up some stuff, that's, like, all over Twitter and social media. People are like, my Spider-Verse screening, I couldn't hear anything.
0: Yeah. Tom, um, if you want to give your spoiler-free thoughts, my friend.
2: Yeah, I uh, I'm I'm not. It's a no camera kind of day. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> but I just I fucking love this thing, man. I I gave it a 98 out of 100. Obviously, I think it's I think it's the best movie of the year for sure. I could fully see it dropping down and um, a little bit, but um, a lot of people asked maybe why it wasn't a hundred out of hundred, and I think for me that's just there was no um, there was no leap of faith moment for me like uh, there is a moment in this movie that's incredible that's kind of like it um or it's trying to recapture that magic and 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 that's kind of just the difference between like 100 out of 198 like it's not anything crazy but i would say there wasn't any like scene that i think i'm gonna rewatch a billion and a half times and most most movies don't have that but that's a i think that's just a huge testament to into the spider-verse um this movie looks beautiful all the side characters were great um i don't really have anything to say that you guys didn't i just and oh also tyler the first hour like that was without a doubt my favorite part so i was shocked to see that in your review um and i heard you say you were checking your watch but um yeah i don't know i just loved that it was like a Miles and Gwen's story for 99% of this movie um and, and then they got into the the multiverse of it obviously but it, it was so like heartfelt in the Miles and Gwen story and I also um I had a, com- a couple of comments on my TikTok of people like saying they hated the animation of uh of Gwen's earth and I thought that was one of the most was blas- like the blasphemous takes I've ever heard. Yeah, that like that, or it was like a painting, the like the way exactly, and the way it animated behind them with the colors of their emotion and how they were feeling, and like it was that just had me over the top. I was, I was. Loving so that that's my spoiler for you, i
0: feel like so, we've got
2: Cam on like his death bed
1: yeah. i also it's think un- it's dehydrated
3: i think it's crazy that people ask cam like what holds it back from a 100 out of 100 where if they know cam at this point like he has to watch a movie like 25 times before it can get that because end of the spider verse just got it like last week like he yeah. he doesn't just give those out unless like he he is in love with that movie for like five years so maybe it'll be get weird. there. It'd be,
0: weird. It'd be weird if you just gave 100, 100 all the time, wouldn't it? It wouldn't mean anything to that right. point, yeah. that's the thing. Um, I mean, we'll move into kind um, of spoilers. It depends where you guys kind of want to start with. Is there any particular guys you want to go into first? Any particular parts you want to go into first? Or I, like I
1: want to touch on, I don't even know. I mean, yeah, I guess it'll dive into spoilers, but I want to say I'm with Cam on thinking like the first hour, hour 15, 20, 30 of this movie is like the best part of this movie because... I said the same, yeah, yeah yeah there's uh there's a there was a video going around like a last week or two weeks ago a, a big creator whose name i won't mention basically saying that spider-man homecoming is the worst spider-man movie because spider-man doesn't go through like he doesn't struggle or anything um and i think that's just a very like brain dead take because the character of spider-man is never to like physically struggle with villains it's how he handles like being spider-man like in this movie miles morales is 15 years old um and i think this movie captures the fact that this is just a kid trying to balance social life family life um with you know love life um with the fact that he is the most powerful man in brooklyn in new york city in the world um so, I think this movie captures that really, really goddamn well. Um, and that scene where he's late to his dad's, um, uh, I guess becoming captain party,
0: like uh, party yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And, and you just kind of, and this is where the animation is just so good because you kind of like this movie does a really good job at conveying emotion through animation. And the entire scene when his parents are yelling at him for being late he you could just tell he's like sitting there and he's like i should tell them right now i should tell them right now but he knows that that is the wrong decision to make and i think this movie captures that aspect of miles morales spider-man better than any other you know peter parker spider man that we've gotten in live action maybe not just as good maybe slightly better than uh spider-man 2 in my opinion i think that movie also does a very good job at um Kind of showing what being spider-man does to peter parker's life uh but that's why this is like the, the first hour and a half was like some of my favorite parts of this movie because it is truly down to earth yeah of it is so it is so down to earth and it is just truly showing us a and i don't want to say like correct version of spider-man because obviously there's no proper way to um you know create this character in, in animation or live action but it just does a, such a good job at showing us that very important part of Miles Morales' um, life.
0: I would also feel it comes down to like the animation style as well, because with, within the Spider-Verse films, the use of color and the animation, especially what I was going to say, what Cam mentioned in Gwen Stacy's Earth, yeah. the, the kind of painting visual style and the use of color there, you know, when she was speaking to uh, Captain Stacy, obviously her dad, when she's going through the emotional beats with him, about how she's kind of left uh, because obviously she he found out that she was Spider Web whatever it is, and I think that the use of color in that really you know signifies the emotions you're seeing, and I think it's hard to sometimes create that in live action. It's also even harder to create that in, in animation sometimes. What we've seen in other films, and I think the Spider the Spider Verse films do that in such a way, which I haven't really seen before. Um, Tyler, do you want to go into kind of obviously George spoke about it a little bit in terms of the first hour, um, in terms of why you kind of. Thought the the second half was better or whatever.
3: Uh, I don't know. I think it's like it's a pretty common take. I think from what I've seen is that the first hour is the best and people what people like the most. Like I think most people align with you guys. I think for me, just I don't know if it was the first hour because I really enjoyed once I got to Miles' story. For me, I just didn't connect with the whole Gwen story and like the whole first battle with Gwen, um, Miguel O'Hara, and the motorcycle lady versus. Uh, yeah, basically the vulture, right? The yeah. who they're going. I'm yeah, I'm so gonna
2: give you, I'm gonna give you a hint here, Tyler. Sorry to cut you off, but if you just if you can't remember a name, throw out Spider-Man or Spider Spider-Woman. Woman because that <laughs> was Spider Woman.
3: <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Smart. Just, just gonna yeah. help you out there. So yeah, Spider Gwen, Spider-Man, Spider Woman going against the Vulture. Like that whole like it probably the first thirty minutes because like all Gwen story and then into that. For me, it just I don't know, it just didn't like suck me in. I guess so, like I, like I said, it's like an eight point four out of ten. So I'm not like. Dogging it. I'm just saying, like, I don't think I connected to Gwen's story much. So since this was such a Gwen-heavy movie, I think that might be why I didn't didn't grasp onto it as much as some other people. But once it got into Miles' story, like all this stuff with Miles back in his Earth, his Brooklyn, um, with Vision's Academy, with trying to figure out if he's going to what he's doing for college, with his family, um, his dad becoming captain, his mom and his relationship, her realizing he's starting to get into girls and all that. Absolutely love because I love the more grounded Spider-Man. That's why like these multiverse stuff start to go a little off the rails so like when i say like the final 45 minutes i mean the whole like final battle with and then the final reveal which we'll talk about obviously in spoilers like the whole final like 15 minutes especially i thought were like incredible but like the whole spider society middle chunk was really fun and cool all the different animation styles i definitely think like for me some of them were like a little too fan servicey for my tastes like i was just like okay whatever cool like you have like garfield and Maguire and you have gambino and like i like when they went to venom's universe that was super fun but i don't know like it, i really really enjoyed the movie i didn't go away from it bonding to like rewatch it immediately like i don't even really have like, a history watch it but i think like i said my review once beyond the spider verse comes out i can easily see a world where like i come back and watch this and it like raises like a whole like one point to become like a 9.4 out of 10 or something once like the whole story is done and i can probably appreciate the second one more but again i'm not here to rain on anyone's parade
0: it definitely makes sense i'm pretty sure anna said the same as you actually i think i have seen some people say the same as you i just didn't know Most people preferred the first half because myself, I actually really liked the first scene with Vulture. I thought Gwen's story was working really well. and I actually just really, really enjoyed when it switches over to to Miles and uh, the introduction to, obviously, Spot. I thought that was great. I really, really enjoyed that bit. I think he's a fantastic villain. Um, One thing I would say is obviously, you know, when you come up with these films is, is obviously direct and fan service, like you said, with a lot of these cameos. I've seen, you know, in terms of the Donald Glover, Charles Gambino cameo, I've seen love. I've seen hate for this. Obviously, he comes in. He was Prowler in Homecoming. Yeah, I mean, he that. wasn't the Prowler, but yeah, but he, he was, was Aaron yeah, Davis. Yeah. Aaron Davis, yeah. And um, I've seen love for this. I've seen hate for this. I personally didn't really like it that he was in it, and I don't really know why. Did you guys like that or not?
1: I didn't like love like I didn't freak out about it, um, especially since we're like three like we're three Tom Holland Spider Man movies deep, and he makes like five minutes worth of screen time. In He's Home not Night. like a
0: character. You yeah, know, so like, there
1: was no like yeah. it was it was just like one of those cool Easter eggs, you know, um, where it's like oh Childish Gambino, let's just toss him in this movie as as Aaron Davis, and then they kind of reprise that role in across the Spider Verse. The one thing that stood out to me in that scene was just how seamlessly they meshed live action and, um, and animation. A lot of
0: films struggle with that. Dude, that I mean, blew, blew my fucking that. mind. I wasn't expecting that. Especially and, but... in the... Um, is it the verse? Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That Venomverse. was really good. Obviously, Spot is going through because you find out he can go yeah. to all the different multiverses. And he ends up in... Obviously, he goes to uh, the, the Lego universe or whatever when yeah. we see J.K. Simmons again because he's yeah. not in all of them, apparently. He's in every single one. Um, yeah,
2: is, yeah. yeah, J.K. Simmons is yeah. the one constant across, the, in, in across all year. the yeah. universe. Yeah, yeah. Where <laughs> else hilarious. does he go? He goes I to love the, that. the
0: Venom universe, the Lego one. Um, where else did he go in that scene? Oh, uh, he went to... He went to, like, an
3: old-school yeah. one. like
0: yeah. Oh, yeah, the old one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if the names for all of them. I actually really liked that scene. I, I, I know what they, what they do with that. And even me, who hasn't seen, you know, I haven't, I've only seen, I've seen the first Venom film. I've, only, I've never seen any of the Lego films or anything like that. I really, really enjoyed a little bit of fan service here and there, but I can definitely see why people don't like those sort of things. And I think, George, what you're saying is exactly right. Films struggle to mesh live action and animation all yeah. the time. I see constant efforts with this where it really doesn't really, really go to plan anyway.
1: Yeah, and this was just so seamless. It's funny, though, because like I, th- I thought that scene was like, it just looked so, like, natural. But the one scene, I don't know if you guys feel the same, the one part of this movie where I was like, that, like, didn't look great was when we had the close-up of Andrew Garfield. Like, that's where
2: it literally just felt like they just took a frame just from... Just tried they tried to... They took yeah. a frame from... Oh, I thought you meant like Andrew Garfield looked weird. I was like, they just no, took no, it no, out no, of the house. No, no he it, means- it, like, oh, okay. didn't, I mean, like, yeah. it looked yeah. like it
1: wasn't supposed to be there, which obviously yeah. it wasn't like in the movie. Like that is a like hologram or whatever they want to call it. Uh, but yeah, that part just, it like, it just stood out to me as like, and it's a cool moment. Like I enjoy that. Um, obviously they gave us a little fan service stuff. You know, you're, you're going across the Spider-Verse. You might as well just throw in a quick, you know clip of andrew clip uh, clip clip with toby uh, but that part that like like eight seconds that it was on screen i was like the animation here is just and it's not animation it's just like the the meshing of the two animations um just didn't look um all that entirely well
3: i think the writing is just so crazy good for the whole i was gonna say cross spider-verse but i guess like the whole spider-verse trilogy they're building because like they basically built it so that, like, Miles Morales is the cause of every Spider-Man suffering, which is just, like, crazy, because Spider-Man's been a character for, what, probably 70-ish years now? And, like, just to be able to, like, thinking as a writer, like, okay, we've had so many iterations of Spider-Man, what's a story we can make to make them all sync up and join the Spider-Verse? It's, like, basically making Miles Morales an anomaly that's... The reason every other Spider-Verse is going to get their Uncle Ben's killed, going to have all these villains to face. Like, it's just like Miles Morales as the anomaly is just like causing so much havoc across the entire multiverse of spider men I think that writing is just so creative and like such a smart way. Like Seth was saying, how like so many people are doing multiverse stuff nowadays. But that's just such a smart way to make the multiverse actually like a valid story as opposed to just, hey, let's do a multiverse story because everyone's doing it and we can throw in a bunch of cameos yeah. and stuff. I think there's like probably the yeah, i'd say this is about even like i prefer everything ever all at once to both these movies in terms of multiverse handling like i think spider-verse is the gold standard for it
1: yeah i i think it's up there and it's it's oh, excuse me um while i was watching this movie i knew that like the main focus was on you know miles and the characters it's a very character-driven spider-man story so you know as the movie kind of progressed you get bits and pieces of of the spot and you kind of watch him like transform into this like truly like threatening um, thing. But the entire time I was watching, I was like, how are they? Like, I didn't see spot as like the problem. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. I didn't see him as being the only thing Miles has to deal with um yeah so i also thought yeah like i'm completely on your side here where it's like it's such a creative little addition to make it like okay the spider that bit miles is just not from his universe and that's causing this ripple effect across the multiverse and that again goes right back to the character of of spider-man just he's now got the weight of the multiverse on his shoulders when at first he had the weight of brooklyn on his shoulders
0: and it's um, about like learning how to handle that like is spider-man isn't it yeah exactly like now
1: he's got to so. learn how to like overcome this and it's just that it was such a I- i'm right there with you on this tyler it's just such a simple little addition to and it's not a little addition it's, it's the catalyst for beyond the spider-verse but it's such like a very unique and very refreshing like problem to throw on our main character um this movie could have ended and they could have played beyond the spider-verse right after and i would have sat in the theater for another three hours
3: oh Oh, no no yeah same i don't think anyone would disagree with that yeah (laughs) (laughs) like i
1: was i I was honestly upset when the movie didn't just automatically run itself back after it ended
3: i'm glad like when you're doing a cliffhanger they did it right in terms of the movie is supposed to come out in a year less than a year technically but i'd say like the gold standard for like a cliffhanger give us the conclusion in a year if it was like end of the spider-verse to this where it's like cliffhanger Enjoy sitting for the next six years. Then I think, like, I would agree with the criticism and be like, "That's such a horseshit ending. We got to, to wait six years until, until we see this." But it'll probably be within a year. I mean, I'm worried about that March release date. We'll see how that stands. But but the spot, like Jason Schwartzman is a spot, was is such that what a, it's meant to be out? Yeah. yeah. To be honest, spider is like March 2024.
0: Oh no, I don't think
3: it's Yeah, we'll see. I but I think they that's did a that's lot that's of it that's in that's parallel, that's so, it. so we'll yeah, we'll see. I don't but um, think that's happening at all. But they haven't mentioned anything it's with like the like writers. The yeah. right the the writer strike they've yeah. never mentioned yeah. that delaying yeah. it so i think it's all written so i'm sure they did it in parallel but jason schwartzman as a spot it was so good and that's why i'm interested to see where the spot goes and beyond the spider-verse because he was like the catalyst in this story in terms of getting the multiverse kind of re-kicked into gear transporting all between different dimensions and kind of getting miles back sucked into the story and connected with gwen and connecting with the spider society so like will the spot be kind of just the, across the spider-verse villain that's meant to kind of just kick back into the gear the multiversal story or will like because we saw him in this movie he was pretty incompetent he's kind of still just discovering how to use his spots he's, his powers
0: he's like adjusting to being a villain right. so be like miles right so like will
3: he but... just be like the transitory villain in this one to kick off what beyond the Verse will be or will he like master his powers like beyond the spider-verse he's like knows how to use it perfectly and he's like the big bad villain and spot is even more powerful than he was in this. But yeah, it was fun seeing not only uh Miles Morales continue to develop his powers, but we saw the spot develop his powers as well. And I thought it was super cool and unique yeah. to get like a there villain a, origin story as well. I
2: think I think at like the end there is kind of what they were going for is like he's kind of figured out his powers cause he gets to Miles Earth and he's all like here's a bunch of spots. My spots are around, you know. Uh, whatever he be doing with his spots but um i, I jason Swartzman was such a standout in this movie for me him and daniel kaluuya um uh, spider punk which i think most people agree with that uh, he's like the best spider-man that they introduce outside of obviously miles and gwen uh, i probably have miguel like, you think miguel? i don't uh, miguel. Actually, yeah, No, okay, okay so, but i don't really count him Kind of, yeah i think yeah i think miguel was like everyone knew he'd be great. Like, did anyone deny Oscar Isaac would be great? So I think I, I take that back. I think Daniel would we'll be a with Daniel such Kaluuya. a, like such a surprise, like for this kind of thing. I don't know. This was a different, uh, this was a different like thing that I'm used to with Daniel Kaluuya. You know, I'm used to him being pretty calm and melancholy and just like, you know, doing his thing, and I feel like he was fun and energetic in this, which was a little different. So I was a little surprised how how much I enjoyed it. I um, guess so.
0: I also feel like he was also quite calm and just doing his thing in this one. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? He's just there. Well, yeah, I he doesn't really get involved calm. too much. He, he just was, gives these yeah. little one liners and stuff a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. his
1: his his line when uh, where were they? I think they were in the Indian universe. The,
0: yeah, the Indian universe. And yeah. like
1: the the spot was like consuming the buildings. And Daniel Kaluuya's character, Cyberpunk, goes, it's a metaphor for capitalism. capitalism. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, <it> was fun. <laughs> By oh, Peter lost. I think to what uh, Cam's
3: saying, though, is that Daniel Kaluuya wasn't really shown in the trailers, whereas Miguel O'Hare, we got minutes of him in the trailers. Yeah, so I think yeah, that's why, yeah, like, we yeah, all yeah, knew yeah. he was going to be epic, whereas Daniel Kaluuya was more of like a watching the movie surprise. Well,
0: yeah, I think with and, uh, this as well, that all the, like, voice actors, I think they do such a phenomenal job of casting the voice actors, where I could name so many of them be like, they were amazing. You know, you've got Jason
3: what's his name Shorten. Shorten. mr wes anderson Shorten.
0: yeah yeah he was amazing or Danny daniel who was amazing um you've got oscar isaac who of course is amazing and i just think there's so many of them stand out as they do a phenomenal job of casting these roles. i
2: really liked uh i really liked Issa ray's spider woman she's kind of like the right hand man to uh uh oscar isaac's uh um, the first pregnant Miguel. superhero yeah and you know kind of people cool. freaking out that she's pregnant whatever but um i, I really liked her character i think I think my standout character for this movie, like, not standout in the sense that, like, I didn't think they'd be great, but my favorite character take coming away from this was Gwen. Um, I think Haley Steinfeld just did an incredible job as her, and then, again, the animation on her earth just, like, made me lose my mind, because I loved it so much. Um, but I also will say, I feel like in sequels, a lot of times, they kind of try to... Um, like almost send their character back so that they can grow again because you know like at the end of Into the Spider Verse he's he's became Spider Man right so like where do you go from there and I enjoyed that in this movie it's basically like he's still confident on himself he's still like I'm Spider Man I'm I'm you know I can do this um, I should be in this Spider Society and basically it's just everyone else saying you're not like in miguel is like you're the only one that's not supposed to be here um you're not supposed to be spider-man this spider didn't come from your earth you got peter parker killed and i think that's yeah yeah, like i think that's like a fun you know way to do it where he still has to like prove to everyone else now that he's spider-man rather than like reverting himself back to where he's still not confident or something like that you know
0: I think one of, probably actually my favorite scene in the whole film is obviously when we find out that uh, Miles, he's the original anomaly. Is that right? So he's the anomaly of the spiders, whatever. And he obviously finds out, you know, we find out that Miguel tries to trap him because he shows that his dad is going to die. And that's, you know, part of the plan, kind of like the butterfly effect. And he can't get in the way of that. Otherwise, obviously things will happen. And I think that just the most impressive scene of this film is him trying to get away and all the different spider variations chasing him up the up the building i think that was just incredible the way that was set out and i had such a barrel of laughs going through it and seeing all these different variants and yes we did see this in the trailer we knew how, how many you know we, how many videos did you see about this is how many variants are going to be inspired of us whatever i think that just worked in, in in such a way and that was probably my favorite scene you know when he gets at the top Oscar kind of catches him, uh, Miguel shouts at him, whatever. And I thought that was a really, really powerful moment of him getting away um, from kind of his a moral dilemma, isn't it? And again, it comes back to what George was saying Spider-Man learning how to be a hero is, is the moral dilemma of, of the universe or saving his dad. I think is the primary that, thing there.
1: That entire sequence just had my jaw on the fucking floor. Um,
0: because that was my part... like, leap of faith. Not as obviously, like I said, not yeah, of, I, leap of faith, but you
1: yeah. Know. I, I agree with cam in in i don't think this movie has a leap of faith scene there's no doubt in my mind that beyond the spider verse is going to give us one of those since that's
0: going
1: to be the trilogy um conclusion but no that that entire scene i think was so well crafted because it was such a fantastic balance of action incredible animation nostalgia bait um as well as like emotion like it started off as just an emotional scene. Miguel is telling uh, Miles basically everything and and Miles is kind of carrying this weight while um, learning that Gwen and Peter B. Parker also knew about it. So it starts off as like this very emotional like kind of heartbreaking scene from like the perspective of Miles Morales Um, and then it turns into just 10 minutes of non-stop chaos. Like that one scene warrants 10 rewatches just to catch every single Spider-Man that they had on screen, um, and then, in, you know, once they were kind of done with the nostalgia bait and and that kind of stuff, we get a really good scene with Peter B. Parker and Miles that I really fucking liked. I, I love their, you know, uh, mentor mentee relationship, almost father son relationship ish, um, or older brother younger brother relationship. I think that might be more accurate. Um, and then we dive right back into another just exquisite chase scene. This time, when they're going like up that building, I think oh, that just looked Amazing. incredible, man. That looked so goddamn good. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this in IMAX, but that was—I felt like I was in the scene. Um, and then I would have course, loved to see this in IMAX. It good. was crazy. And then, of course, that scene ends with not. It' not leap of faith-esque but it's just like one of those scenes where like the main character like finds himself like he's made his decision he knows what he wants to do uh he's gonna say his little cool one-liner um and it's just gonna be like a very uplifting scene so that entire sequence was just so well crafted because there was such a roller coaster of emotions and i think they all worked very well together and miguel o'hara was just a fucking menace that man did not want to stop in that scene
0: yeah I completely agree I think we can obviously we can go from that to obviously where he gets out and then ends up in if I'm not mistaken he ends up in what he thinks is his earth but it's earth 42 is that right yeah,
1: it's earth 42 because he, he forgets that yeah that, that machine that like reads your genetics picked up the fact that spider that bit him was not from his universe that not from scene universe, yeah I don't did you guys expect that cuz that scene actually like when he gets off. there or because, yeah when he gets there and he's talking to his parents and then it, you keep and seeing then... Gwen on the side of the building I really thought that was the same
0: universe I did so obviously we see him going to the in, into where he lives uh, and then Gwen is kind of on the outside of the building kind of looking in waiting for him and he's inside I I was the same as George I thought it was the same universe um Miles sees uh, Rio his mom and he basically goes on this big you know Tyrant to him basically admits that he is Spider-Man. But little do we know in this universe that he, if I'm right in saying, doesn't exist because the power has become obviously a lot more powerful. And we see, um, what's his uncle's name again? Uh, Aaron. Aaron. Aaron comes back. He's happy to see his uncle. We meet him. He's back. Whether well, that's obviously quite a big reveal there. I don't know if we knew that. His uncle takes him, you know, upstairs, and they go into kind of this. Someone obviously knocks Miles out. Who is that? Someone we learn to find out. Miles wakes up. He is kind of uh, strapped to a like a punch bag. He's 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 trapped with with um his uncle. He finds out his uncle is Prowler, and Prowler is obviously more powerful than ever. And then we we have the big reveal. This is the one that everyone's speaking about. The cliffhanger because someone comes down and takes the mask off and who is that someone it's the another variant of Miles Morales and the film ends with the two variants of Miles staring each other off which is obviously going to lead to so much more because he did in earth 32 what he thought was his earth and then we find obviously Gwen is in a completely different universe she's in his earth his original I, earth
1: i was waiting and i think this would have put this movie like over the edge for me in terms of like truly calling it one of the greatest of all time if the movie ended and i love the way the movie ended i have no problem with the cliffhanger i knew going into it that this was a part one and if anything is labeled part one part two you should expect a cliffhanger um but there's a very awesome scene in into the spider-verse where miles has peter b parker in the exact same situation where he's like tied to a punching bag and peter b parker gets out of it as easily as possible he's like don't look at the eyes look at the hands if this movie ended With With Miles just being as cocky and confident as possible and like electrocuting himself out and just being like, don't look at the eyes, look at the hands, I would have shit my pants on the spot. I think that would have been such an amazing callback. Um, Would that not have
0: made it like... (laughs) <laughs> almost counterproductive because the other variant of Miles is meant to be that kind of cocky, I guess, arrogant guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Guess. And it's like they stare each other. the same Miles. If that yeah, makes sense, just one of I them guess. is kind of you know, on the other side of things. Or like, I know what you or, mean, though.
1: Yeah. Or if he like went to do something with his hands, and the other Miles just like grabs his hand The other goes,
0: Miles just like was did the same at your thing hands, to him, bro. Yeah. More powerful to him, whatever, and did the callback to what Peter was saying earlier. I think that'd be even better Tyler, I mean, what he's, still,
1: he's still on the punching bag when the movie ends the so movie ends. i'm still holding out hope that he's gonna say that line in and be on the spider that'd be a cool callback. Cool
2: that'd be a cool callback. Cool
3: no one. like the, the ending for me was incredible and like the more that I think about it, the more we talk about it. It's one of those things like when you see any movie, it just depends on what day you watch it, what mood you're in. Like, I wasn't in a bad mood or anything, but like everything is so subjective on just like when you happen to stumble across a movie. So I think rewatching this, I don't want to see it in the theater just because like I feel like my next rewatch has to be without kids around, you know, being like loud and annoying. Oh my. So like when not I watch that. it alone, I think like I can easily see this going up. But I love that final scene so much. It was such Coraline vibes when like he goes in there. And it's like this isn't your real family. I was like, oh shit, this is gonna be Coraline flashbacks, and I, I just loved it because I was the same as you two. Did not expect that at all. Like didn't didn't even expect. Like I don't know. And I feel like if we should. It's one of those things. Like once you realize like the spider, the DNA got red and he went to the wrong universe. Like it feels. It's like oh man, we should have connected those dots. But it took me by surprise. And the whole Aaron scene where like. Aaron was like, you could tell he knew something was up with his miles, but like you wanted to kind of believe that something wasn't up and then they go like up to the roof and then the prowler comes in and man, that was just like, I don't know. I couldn't think of a better way to end the movie than that. Not did a, you, it's crazy how did, people did are mad know? about it.
0: Do you guys know that it was going to be miles? I'm assuming.
3: I think I, I think before he pulled off his mask, I knew it would be Miles. But, like, yeah. there was a little bit of I, moment of disbelief. I, I,
0: when
1: when, I he, got, when he got hit across the face, I was like, who the fuck did that?
3: Yeah.
2: and then, I thought like, that was, like, an animation tactic they used where it was, like, his Uncle Carter was hitting him over the face, but it animated it as the Prowler. So, that's – I, like, thought I was smarter than the movie. And then I realized, no, I'm actually just an idiot. Yeah, um, but what, which,
1: when – yeah, when the camera panned over, though, to, like, the silhouette in the corner, that's where yeah. I was like, okay, that's gotta be Miles. Or... Well, I,
0: I, I must be stupid, because I said to Anna after, and she was like, yeah, I know, obviously it was Miles, and I was like, I I didn't now, even realize for some reason, I thought it was someone completely different, but I yeah. I, I didn't have a, an issue with the ending at all. I think I went into it knowing there'd be a cliffhanger, knowing it was a part one, knowing it was yeah. a setup to beyond the Spider-Verse, <laughs> is that what we saw yeah about? Yeah, yeah, but that,
1: that's what I'm saying, like, And I know we touched on it earlier, like maybe the casual movie goer never knew that this was a part one and a part two, but it's also the second movie of a confirmed trilogy. Like how many second movies in the trilogy don't end on some sort of cliffhanger?
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I will say like the comparison a lot of people make is like Infinity War ended on a cliffhanger, which is true. But for me, I can watch it. I I watch Infinity War and I don't like immediately feel like, oh, I need to watch Endgame now. Yeah. Whereas I feel like when I rewatch these across the Spider Verse, I'll watch it. I'll be like, I immediately need to watch Beyond the Spider Verse. So I feel like yeah. Infinity War stands alone a little better. But I
1: don't hate like that argument. I've seen a lot of people say like if you look at Infinity War as a Thanos movie, it is like a complete film. And like I don't hate that argument. But like it's still a cliffhanger because right, it's for not sure. you don't Thanos usually movie. watch
0: a new sequel and then 99% of the time you will want to watch the next one. Yeah. The whole point of it is a setup for the next one. Whilst I I could watch it on its own and have a great time with it again across Spider-Verse, even if when the next one comes out, the whole point of it is to set up the outcome of what is going to be the eventual outcome of beyond the Spider-Verse. And I think even though it stands alone as a film, you're always going to be expected excited for the new one because that's the whole point of it, realistically. It's a, it's a confirmed trilogy. But then again, it goes back to what we said earlier. I think a lot of people just it's not in the title, so a lot of people just don't know that. Do you know what I mean? A lot of
3: people yeah. aren't
2: in the universe as much as we are. I guess the main. I universe. mean, I guess. my uh, I guess so. my 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 movie showing was very funny because there were people that were like, "What the fuck? What's going on?" When the movie ended, and I'm like, "Yeah, guys, we just leave now." And they, <laughs> they all, I was like, "The the movie's over, people." But. Um. <laughs> They, they they were definitely caught off guard because i heard it from like five or six people that were sitting near me
3: at the theater i love the mental um, image of cam being like the usher of the spider verse and being like guys it's over like there's nothing else i also,
2: <laughs> I also knew there was no post credit scene um and so like i was trying to get out of there and they're waiting you know for a post credit scene which is understandable for a marvel movie but like i was it, just trying to get out of there it's not coming there
3: wasn't one I, yeah. in the
2: first one was there was there was, uh, there was the I, was, I yeah. forget exactly, but I think it was. Oh, it was uh, the tease for Miguel. It was a oh, uh, yeah. the, the tease Miguel know. era,
3: but honestly. I think the the ending for me was the opposite effect of the movie as a whole. Where I feel like my when I went into it, my expectations were even higher than people's expectations were sky high. But my two friends who like aren't really like online but they love Marvel, I saw both their letterbox reviews and they were like a 3.5 and a 4. And like the only thing they said in the reviews is like what a bullshit ending. So like, I think I went into it expecting like a terrible cliffhanger, like something where it's just like the middle of an action sequence and it just stops. It says to be continued. So like for me, when I saw that ending, I was like, Oh, that was great. Like, I, so I think my expectations were so low for the ending. literally I also, so, like, yeah, I,
1: I don't think it's as abrupt as people were saying. People are saying like this movie Agreed. is missing. An it's entire... the same
0: as like every yeah. Sequel. Like it's I've so seen people bizarre. say that this
1: movie is literally missing a third act. And I'm like, where were you? For that entire chase sequence that took place like five minutes ago, did you completely ignore that? And it's also like the final, like, I don't know if it was the final, final shot, but like the shot of all the spider people on the building, like teaming up. It's like, yeah, they're going to save Miles. They got to save the multiverse. They got to take down the spot and they got to take down Miguel. Like, that's the perfect place
0: to end. Literally, how. The majority of franchise sequels ends. It shows you. Yeah. It foreshadows what you are going to expect in the third film. I'm just. I, I just those. don't really understand the argument. I don't. It's I like I don't get it.
1: Empire, Two Towers, The Dark Knight.
0: Uh, like the Pirates of the Caribbean Dawn films, the Dead Line Man's Chest is a really good one. Yeah, like they. The, all, of
1: yeah, like they the, all of these movies are ending
0: with a reveal. They're, Something they're to the
1: Ending to. like none of them are ending. Like they're all just setting up, and it's like why is the discourse on it so
0: aggressive for this movie right now yeah. i get if you didn't like it but what surprises me is how surprised you are by it mm-hmm. that's I think, the main that's thing that makes that's a good way to put like, it every if you didn't like the ending that's fine you know, you can like and like what you want but why are you surprised by a cliffhanger like that when every franchise has been doing that for god knows how many years it's yeah. just it's it's weird to me i feel like um
3: it, i feel like the like being mad about the ending is not a valid criticism. Not loving the first hour like I did, not a valid criticism. It's just something that wasn't for me. The only like valid across the board crit—not criticism, but like knock people have on it—that I think like is the only one that I think is valid is what we've already mentioned. Like, there's no big needle drop moment. There's no big like uh, leap of faith moment to where you're like, because like I never, I didn't see anything. There's so many awesome, amazing scenes in this movie. But there's no, like, YouTube clip scene where I'm like, ah, I just want to watch that quick three-minute snippet real quick. There's so many amazing scenes. It would scenes, be
0: that, that but, chase scene, I'll be honest. Which, me, that's I valid, yeah.
3: But I, I think, like, I don't think anything touched, like, Leap of Faith, which is what, like, it's not just people talking on this podcast here. I think I've seen a couple other letterbox reviews being like, that's the only thing holding back for me, for me, like, perfect, is, like, there wasn't that, like, one iconic moment, which, as we mentioned, like, I can't remember who said it on this podcast earlier, is, like, most movies don't have that. So it's not like a knock on the movie. It's just like something that was in the first that we're like, man, if they just would have had that one thing, then it would have been like the greatest thing of all time. But like just b- before I finish talking about it, I just want to say, like, I know for me, my criticisms like of like not like loving the Gwen storyline and being sucked into it. I don't think that's valid. I think it's just like personally just my taste that I just didn't love. Well,
0: I like, think that is valid. I think that anything's valid for you. Well, you I'm saying, ten- mean?
3: yeah, I guess. What, I, sure, I guess, but I don't know. It's just like, for me, I just didn't care for it in terms of as much as the Miles story, which why it took me a little longer to get into it. And I think when I edited my Letterbox review, cause like saying the first hour is truly wrong. It was like the first 30 minutes when it was all going. Cause like immediately once it got it story, set, I got to the Miles story, right. I loved it. Right. I loved everything really. with the Miles and his family so like i think the first hour was overshooting it because i think it was only probably like the first 30 minutes before we got to miles story but it still was a good chunk of time before we got to miles at all i love the intro with like the drums and the like i was like oh there's like yeah, cool. a whiplash intro that's getting me like ready to freaking run through a brick wall right now
0: that was cool yeah anything else anyone wants to go over before we transition i think we've been on this quite a while now anything else or we'll just go over ratings george gave the it intro a
2: the soundtrack things, yeah. Oh the yeah, soundtrack, soundtrack was Dude, very, soundtrack. Bangs. How
1: have we not mentioned this? Metro, the, the absolutely, very, knackered. very good. And
3: just uh, added in Daniel Pemberton's score, also incredible. The score Dude, was so good.
0: It's you in know how
1: you, you get like Spotify rap, you know, at the end of the year. I think the amount of times I played "Am I Dreaming?" yesterday, it's already my number one most played song of the year. <laughs>
0: I'm assuming that you did that with Sunflower on the Into the Spider-Verse one. As no, well. I didn't. Really? No. I did I did that with Sunflower. I think it,
1: I I York did that percent. more for what's up danger.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting. But yeah, the soundtrack was um was amazing. Um George, five out of five. Myself, four point five out of five. Cam like a ninety eight, I think.
3: Ninety seven point five is the accurate score that he told me, but 98 ninety eight is the 90, letterbox yeah. score.
0: Okay, yeah. cool. So, a five out of five, and then Tyler, an 8.4, which equals a high four out of five. Let me know, let us obviously know your thoughts, but we'll move on to our other reviews of the day. We'll first go into reality, which obviously Tyler has only seen because Tyler has watched every release ever, because uh, he is just that guy. But reality okay. is the new, I think it's like a drama thriller, political drama thriller with yeah. Sydney Sweeney, and apparently she's great, but I'll let you touch on this, Tyler. I yeah, love, well, sorry, I, I, I love. Ahead.
1: love I love in our rundown where Seth just writes, going to assume that Tyler watched a few.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the name. <laughs> Listen, I do it strategically. Like <laughs> Seth is like the king of like rankings on Letterboxd. Cam's like the nerd news guy. George is like the ultimate film bro. Like I need my niche and my niche is the new release guy. Like we all have to, it's a business after all. I got to have my corner <laughs> of the internet. Um, But th- the funny thing is the only reason I watched this when I did is because so neon sent me like a, a sanctuary screener and i i just messed up like you get like three watches of it and like i tried watching it on my phone to cast it to my tv did it the first time it wasn't working like i only heard the sound but no video so like i refreshed it and it's like you only have two more watches left i'm like shit so then i like tried a different browser on my phone to cast it and then that didn't work either it's like one more watch left and then i tried one other thing and it's like you have no more watches of sanctuary i was like god damn it like that's my it's whole plan for the so night tough. so i emailed them and he gave me a new link so i can still that watch it like such today a brutal story to keep. no i know that. that's the only reason i watch reality it was like my whole plan was to watch Bro. sanctuary tonight but i'm like okay we'll watch reality then
1: i'm just thinking if that happened to me on like like a massive like, like a, a massive and, early like if they, like they pre-send me oppenheimer and that happened my laptop would be in the
0: garbage <laughs> I've yeah. never had that where it's been like an amount. Mine's usually whenever I've early screens then mine's usually you can watch it until this date.
3: Yeah, I don't know what was my wrong team. with mine. Like, I've never tried watching it on my phone before because I just saw that they had the feature of like if you turn on your phone, you can like cast it to your TV. And I was like, oh, I can, yeah. I don't have to watch that on my computer, I can watch it on my projector. That'd be sweet. But yeah, so that was tough. So then I watched reality instead, which. I really love like this i watched it like the day it came out because it's a max original and it dropped on like a tuesday which is just really oh is it uh,
0: max that's why it's only in cinemas here that's quite annoying yeah max original
3: um sydney sweeney is just so good man like so this is a tv movie so she can't get oscar nominated for it but she's for sure gonna get emmy nominated I, I was know.
0: confused when I saw that people were saying this really had right. Emmy. I
3: right. have n- I have no clue how that all works. How this why this is like designated as a TV movie, even though it's like a maxer. Like it's just all weird how the politics of that stuff works. But it's like a true movie. It's like a ninety minute long um, thriller, and it's all about basically it's a real life story of this woman who works for the NSA, and basically like the it all takes place within like three hours of a story, or maybe like an hour and a half, and all the dialogue is ripped directly from like voice recording that like, you know, an FBI agent or police would have where they're like, yeah. I'm going to record this conversation. So for me, some of the dialogue was like really weird. Cause I was like, it feels really weird that they're saying that in that way, but like it's 100% ripped from like what actual agents, like none of the dialogues improvised is all from that. So Sydney Sweeney did great. It's basically like she took, she's accused of taking classified documents home. That's about that. Like kind of reveals that Russia was like interfering with the U S elections in like 2016 so then the FBI raided right her house to see if she actually took the documents. And it stressed me out, man. Like in my previous works, I've dealt with like classified documents before. Like I've worked jobs, been like that. And I've never done anything near like that. But it just like stressed me. I was like, man, I'm like breathing heavy. I can't imagine if like the FBI showed up my door one day and they're like, yo, you take some stuff from like the facility. I'm like, I don't think so. But I'm like panicking now. Like that'd be so scary for the FBI to just say, like, we got to search I've more and get this. out.
0: A very, like, tense and uncomfortable watch. For yeah, everyone cause, it's, it. it's
3: all because Sydney Sweeney's so good at, like, portraying that she's just, like, innocent, like, chill, easygoing, and she's like, yeah, let me just, like, feed my dog, and, like, I don't really know what's going on, and like, there's just, like, all these FBI agents ripping through her house, like, they're, like, you know why we're here, and she's like, I really don't. I'm like, fuck, out. I'm, like, stressed out right now, but very good. It's, like, it's nothing that'll blow your mind. It's a very dialogue-intensive, like, one-and-a-half-hour drama thriller, but Sydney Sweeney's great, and... I think she'd be in the top five for like Oscar actresses this year, like we talked about last week with uh, Halle Bailey. Like, there's not a ton of great actress nominations yet for Best Actress, so I'd put her in my top five. But like we said, it's like an Emmy as opposed to an Oscar, so I don't. Why know is the worse.
0: TV? Why is the TV movie not counted as an Oscar? That doesn't make
1: any sense. It doesn't, especially
3: when it's like a Max original. So it's like, I don't isn't
0: know. it because doesn't the movie
1: have to have like a wide release in order to be?
3: that could be a thing yeah i think i think I you're know. right which is why like i right. think netflix is like pulling back on their whole like not putting stuff like i think they're going to start putting stuff in like only new york and la or something for theaters just so, like yeah. you get like oscar nominees but that's all i have to say about reality i think if you want to watch a good drama thriller uh, it's very quick and sydney sweeney incredible acting and if you like the type of movies that just stress you out like the you know good time uncut gen and stuff hard. like that yeah. this is one that will kind of make you stressed
0: well I think we before we go into like the the TV finales that came out this week which I'm sure you guys want to speak about a little bit. Tyler, I'm assuming you watched a, a couple of other 2023 releases this week.
3: Yeah, I'll just go super quick because there's nothing cra- crazy here, but uh, I saw about my father which is a Sebastian Mascalco, Robert De Niro comedy. Enjoyed it way more than expected. As you guys know, I'm not a huge comedy guy, so like for me to like comedy or rate it above like a 2.5 stars is a pretty big deal. I think a lot of people don't like this one. Like let me see what the average Letterboxd score on it is. It's a Two point seven, which is kind of common with like a like an average comedy. I feel like it, yeah. uh, but I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. I think Robert De Niro just had a ton of fun here. And I watched Dirty Grandpa just randomly like the day before, and I just did not love that Robert De Niro comedy. No, I, I don't love that. At all. Yeah. I Whereas I, really I, like I had some good. fun with this. I think it might just be because I like Sebastian Maniscalco, the comedian. But I had a good time with it. and Anders Holmvik from Workaholics. He's in this one. I thought he was super funny. Um, and then I saw. Uh, what's the other comedy the machine which is the burt kreischer so like uh that's really
0: weird you know the ufc that's they've been pushing that's i have no idea what it's it's on the they put it on the cage and everything it's their like sponsor at the minute maybe it's because joe
3: rogan and burt kreischer are boys and joe rogan has ufc pull i don't know possibly uh, honestly may was just the month of comedians making movies because we had charlie day's fool's paradise we had burt kreischer's the machine and we had sebastian maniscalco's uh, about my father and for me of the three about my father absolutely won. uh i didn't love the machine like if, you, if you've seen that comedy special like it's just crazy how burt kreischer has made that his whole personality for the past like 10 years the machine story so it's basically just a retelling of that mark hamill looks like he's having a ton of fun just like getting women and doing drugs and stuff but <laughs> but uh so fun for him but I, I thought it was pretty cringy and then the only other one was like so when i do these triple features I always need to find like a filler movie. I usually have like one or two that I really want to see. And I'm like, okay, there's one, like, there's two hours I got to kill in between. Let's just throw in another one. The Wrath of Becky is what I did. And I never heard of that. It's a sequel to Becky from like 2018, which I also never heard of. Um, And it's just similar to like.
0: But you watched a sequel without seeing the prequel. Yeah, I'm just built different, dude.
3: (laughs) And to be fair, it's one of those sequels that like the first 10 minutes are just like a retelling of everything that happened in the first
1: Uh,
0: that's just the grind of triple features
3: that's just the grind you wouldn't wouldn't understand
0: i've done one double double feature in the past year and that was puss in boots and the whale and that's all i'm used to my my
1: one was (laughs) scream six and 65.
3: (laughs) 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 wow um but no the wrath of becky was just a like a teenage girl killing a bunch of neo-nazis and uh it's just one of those like hyper violent action movies like, similar, like a, kind of right exactly but it's more like comedic in tone um but weird cast so uh do you guys know sean william scott he's like i yeah, think he's uh, stifler like stifler. right stifler. yeah, yeah he's like yeah. the head neo-nazi so it's a very interesting like and he's like a menacing he honestly kind of looks like jack he has like a I shaved head like a beard he looks pretty menacing in this whereas like i've only ever seen him in not just comedies, but like the most ridiculous of comedies. And he's, now he's like there are a, a few decent films. Yeah, I think I probably missed out on those because he's he played a very good, uh, very convincing neo-Nazi. So I don't know, take that for what he you played know. a
0: serial killer a few years ago. Okay, he was quite dark and mysterious and that. So then maybe that's
3: just what his career's kind of gone to as a, he's moved away from comedies. He's gotten older. and He's more <laughs> thrillers. But but yeah, those are I think those are all I've seen for new releases. But ran the gambit. Nothing crazy. Nothing anyone needs to be rushing to go see.
0: Perfect. Uh, we'll move over to first, go to Cam. Obviously, the Ted Lasso finale this week uh, was this week, and the reviews have been really great, apart from the, the green screen scene, which I'll obviously let Cam go over what I saw all over Twitter.
2: So, I don't think you're talking about the scene I'm talking about. Um I think you're talking about the wedding scene. Yeah. But, yeah. So, uh, that that was bad, but I think that was less worse. than... There's at one point, so it's like they're obviously not in a soccer stadium, right? So there's one point where they come out, they're doing like the, um, like, uh, I don't know. The whole team's lined up. I think it's just announcing the starting lineup, and they're all just uh, standing there, and it's like truly the worst green screen I've ever seen, I think, um, in my opinion. Wow, I didn't Uh, see this one. finale as a whole i think it was like a perfect ending for this show it was not by any means a perfect episode of tv um but they you know there's a lot of callbacks but i I, again i think in this show it's okay because like that's what that's what the show is it's it's low-hanging fruit to make you happy um and and it makes me happy every time i think the first two seasons were um, like genuinely really well written and genuinely really good episodes of TV. This uh, this season kind of was just like low-hanging fruit to make you smile, which I'm, I was okay with. because you know, you know, I needed that every once in a while. Um, um My wife didn't love it. Uh, I think she liked it, but like they didn't really resolve a couple things um, at the way we wanted them to. You know, we kind of just wanted the – easy way out and they didn't always take that but um I, I i do think the majority of people like it especially if you're a fan of the show i've, I've seen radio really um, reviews of the finale To be fair, yeah i think i think if you're yeah I, I i do think it was a good episode probably the best of the season in my opinion but um just really emotional made me cry I, I like my favorite piece of media in the last three years other than now spider-verse um I, I don't really have a whole lot to say, especially I know Tyler's going to watch it eventually, so I don't want to, like, um, I don't want to, like, spoil it or maybe George will watch it eventually as well because I know he's seen the first two seasons, we'll see. Um, but I, I did really enjoy it. It made me it made me cry. It made me smile. So basically did everything I wanted from it in the finale.
3: One interesting th- thing I saw was Ricardo posted a – so shout out Ricardo, big TV guy, posted a TikTok story of him basically, like, crying and him being, like – Man, like, Ted Lasso, I think the finale was even better than Succession and even better than Barry. And he's, like, a huge Succession and Barry guy. Yeah. So I think, uh, like Cam yeah, was saying, I think the Ted Lasso finale, I think, was just able to pull on heartstrings enough to make people really feel emotions. But, but yeah, I was, like, surprised to see Ricardo say that because I know the Season 3 reception hasn't been the greatest, but he was, like, bawling and posting public content while bawling. So shout out to him for that. But, but yeah, he, he gave us, I mean, like, a, three thumbs-ups.
0: A perfect transition which into the Succession finale, which – I got big FOMO over, and I've not even seen one episode of this shit because it was all over Twitter. Uh, George, I think you you did catch up, didn't you? Yeah, I caught and it. it. Well,
1: I didn't catch up by the the finale. I was, oh, I, I, I was in the same boat. I was getting FOMO like crazy. People were talking about like episodes one, two, and three of this season, um, and then the reviews were obviously just glowing. So I was like, you know what? Let me catch up as fast as possible. So like two two and a half weeks before the finale. I started to catch up, and I was I was like mid-season two. So I absolutely powered through. I didn't
0: even know you'd seen it, to be honest.
1: Yeah, I'd seen it a long time ago. I don't know why I'd, I ever stopped, because I, I did enjoy the show. Um, yeah. But the weekend of the finale, I went home. Like, home-home on Long Island um and you know we were out on the boat all day saturday night i went out with my sisters in victoria sunday i came back to the city and i had just like some some errands to run around the apartment and just some things i had to wrap up before the work week so like timing wise like if i had a free weekend i could have easily caught up by the finale but i I just couldn't so i ended up watching the finale monday night um i love the finale i really did I, i i tweeted almost immediately um you know what a amazing conclusion to one of the greatest shows ever um Sophie asked me yesterday or two days ago where I rank Succession and for me right now it falls and like I, I I just I can't put it above like Breaking Bad or Thrones or Avatar The Last Airbender so it sits in like the four to six range for me which is Succession Um, Peaky Blinders and Lost and like I'd even throw like Black Mirror and Love, Death and Robots in there. Like they're all interchangeable. It just kind of depends on the day. But it was a really satisfying conclusion. Um, I think it did a very good job to subvert my expectations because going into the episode and I'll keep this spoiler free going into the episode. I I thought one thing was going to happen. Like I I can like I really don't want to spoil anything. But the, the episode just did a good job at subverting my expectations on, like, who was going to come out on top, who was going to get absolutely dog. Um, so in that sense, I think it was a very compelling and engaging final episode. I don't think it was one of the best episodes of the season, you know, maybe just like Cam said with the Ted Lasso finale, but it was just very satisfying. Like, I I, I left that episode just feeling complete, but also, you know feeling empty because you know, you lose one of the best shows ever. Um, so yeah, I, I, really enjoyed it. Um, I'm really trying to like say things without getting spoiler just because I know uh, I don't know about you, Tyler, but I've gotten so many DMS over the last like two, three weeks of people like powering through and like trying to finish succession now that everyone's like talking about it. So I don't want to spoil a thing, but I, I really did love um, that finale. I think it wraps up one of the greatest shows ever
3: very nicely. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, and I see one bit of news that Seth has in here, so I'll just touch on it real quick since it's related to Succession. Succession is a funny show because it is such like a chronically online show to where the viewership is just not great like compared to like Last of Us, compared to any TV show on yeah. Netflix or any cable TV show. Like 2.9 million views is a high for the series and that was the finale. And that's like so not crazy numbers for a TV show. Like Last of Us, the lowest episode is like 4 million and then every Netflix show, like the last,
0: of us is, the last of Us is different though because that has a direct, incredibly big fan base already right. through the game.
3: But I, I mean, mean, like Stranger Things is all like 20, 25 yeah. million. and like The Good Doctor Jesus. on TV is like ten million every episode. Like see, every TV that episode.
0: means that every show, uh, no one sees. Yeah,
3: so like <laughs> Succession is just, like everyone talks about it online, not a lot of people actually watch it. But it's incredible. It's, it's my number three show right now of all time. I'm probably going to rewatch it eventually and it might be able to eclipse Breaking Bad to become my number two. But I just love it. I love all the characters. Not going to spoil anything. I feel like to talk about succession properly, we need to full like real quick. But uh, the guy who I love the most, he's the winner. So I guess there's a spoiler because it's not the woman. But if you've seen any succession, there's only one woman and she was not, ne- you knew from the beginning she was never going to be the one. Um, so that spoils it because the one woman is not, because I said the guy. But, uh, again, you would know from, like, episode one that it was never going to happen. Yeah, I loved everything about it. Like, I just loved that show so much. That whole final season. I was the same as George. I had to catch up. I had such FOMO because every week everyone was talking about it. Every Sunday night It was, like, going crazy. And, and I missed out. Bro, I feel like
1: I had to stay off Twitter every fucking Sunday. Oh, tomorrow. I muted,
3: like, 60 words because I, like, t- I was messaging Sophie because she was, like, telling me, like, you need to catch up the same way with you. And, like, I was like, Sophie, please just tell me, like. Cause like obviously like i knew the words from like season three and two i should mute but there's i'm like i'm assuming there's new characters and new plot lines in season four like what things do i need to mute on twitter so i just like muted like 60 words um so yeah i didn't catch up until the final finale so i wasn't able to be online for all the other episodes which i missed because that, that was just so fun like how engaged everyone was with that show online but yeah incredible one of my favorite shows of all time so well acted i love matthew McFadyen so much i love all jeremy strong uh Kieran Culkin, Sarah Snook, just just all such great actors. But yeah, that's all I gotta say.
1: Kieran Culkin needs that Emmy, man. Mm-hmm.
3: He's he needs that Emmy. It's so funny. Like he, I saw him giving a speech like on TikTok the other day if like at one of the previous awards he won for something, and like he just literally is Roman in real life. He has the same talking yeah. pattern, <laughs> same everything. Whereas like Jeremy Strong, I feel like a totally different person in real yeah. life. And that that, that
1: speaking of like Emmy love, that last episode every i feel like every main character had their emmy moment
3: right yeah i agree so it good. was
1: yeah the, the episode. again mm-hmm. yeah we need to if we ever want to and i'd be down to tyler to do a whole real yeah just talking about the final season
3: for sure
0: yeah, yeah. i'm going to i do want to watch it to be fair <laughs> um we'll move over to trailers but first of all if you are enjoying this episode so far make sure you hit the like button on youtube and if you're on spotify or apple drop us a rating on there um we are we're doing really well on spotify we do want to get our numbers up a little bit on apple and it really really does help us out trailers cameron i know you're not very well but would you like to do your trailer theme anyway <laughs> you just killed cam with that question i'm gonna say that he's not
3: there yeah, right.
1: he's he's got it. you know what? i'll fill in today i'll fill in on then. <laughs> i hate this hey 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 it's trailer time
0: that sounded exactly like Cam. So that's Thank fine. Thank you. Thank you. Um, first, trailer we got this up. week. Yeah. <laughs> first, trailer we got this week was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem trailer. George, did you see this? I swear
1: I'm the only one in the world excited for this movie. I've no, I'm
0: some... I excited for this. The animation looks amazing.
1: Bro, that's I feel crazy. like all the discourse I've seen on this movie has been so shitty over the last really? couple of weeks. Yeah, like yeah. I've seen very little positivity coming from this trailer. And it's like, people are like oh it's cringe it's corny like yeah it's a movie about talking fucking turtles. yeah like i think yeah i think the animation looks good i mean i i I don't i'm not like the biggest teenage mutant ninja turtle lore guy but no i'm not i don't know like i don't know it it looks like fun and with Great animation, like I'm excited. I- I'm and some not... some cool
0: voice actors as well. Yeah,
1: like I'm not beaming about it, but like I think it looks cool, and I'll definitely
0: watch it. Yeah, yeah, same as me, same as me. Uh, that trailer we got was for the Idol, which is obviously the uh, is it a show or a film that premiered at Cannes? It's a sh- it's a show.
1: Show, I believe. Yeah. The
0: one with uh, obviously Lily Rose Depp and The Weekend, yeah. and people have not been I, I, reacting I don't think, to this very yeah, while. Well. I don't think anyone is watching this show. Oh, okay. I i might try it because I feel like oftentimes when it comes to things that are so polarizing, I also I quite like to what I get more in, into interested in watching yeah, them. But I think with really this tall. uh because this was written by the same guy who wrote uh Euphoria, who's oh, got a yeah. lot of flack for this because obviously yeah. the what Lily Rose Depp went through on set and what she had to do and stuff like that yeah. and, and what it involves. But who knows, man, like the thing is I can't trust Rotten Tomatoes anyway, so who knows? Yeah. Uh, we did get a trailer for Black Mirror Season 6. Now, I because I am like... In t- I'm in my Black Mirror era right now, which I'll go <laughs> over in a second. Um, It looks good, man. But then again, I don't know because it wasn't Season 5. It got to Season 5. It isn't Season 5 meant to be pretty bad? Yeah,
1: see, Season 5 was what was it? Three or four episodes, maybe? Three, and... I think
0: it was. Was it the Miley Cyrus one? The one where she was like...
1: Oh. Yeah, either way, those are like my three lowest rated black mirror episodes probably they're like Um, and i I know you hated the waldo moment i think you'll dislike these episodes a little more
0: the waldo Uh, moment was weird it was a good concept but he was too annoying yeah he
1: was so annoying and it was just like in your face the entire episode but no i it's one bad season of television is not going to stop me from being very excited for season six like black mirror is still probably in my top 10 shows of all time maybe top 15 um and i just I love the concept. I love the unique qualities every single episode kind of kind of gives you. Um, so I'm definitely excited for season six. And then obviously the, of the cast
0: nine. is pretty good, isn't it as well? Yeah. We'll see. Uh, is this six episodes or five? This one. This is six. six.
1: Yeah, it's six
0: now. I think so. Um, and the final trailer we got, George, you want not see in this is <laughs> Hidden Strike. It's a it's. It's a new action film, um, with Jackie Chan and John Cena. Yeah, I what I know. What? It's, it's, what is it's, this? It's, have you not seen the trailer? The trailer actually doesn't look that bad. It's is like a, a... it's directed by it. the same guy who directed Need for Speed. If you ever watched that, oh, this poster looks horrendous. Yeah, it's uh, it's, that post looks true. That <laughs> such
1: a brutal look. Oh yeah, it really no, is. it really is. What it really is, this? really is. This looks terrible. Oh, yeah, he did Need for Speed. Oh, he did and Six that's... Below. Oh no,
0: yeah. I think uh, I can imagine this will probably be like a money laundering scheme or something. It yeah, the, this up, movie's so.
1: gonna open to like a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't even know that he's doing the Expendables uh, four. I didn't even know they were still making those. Songs, yeah. uh, this is basically the George and Seth podcast now, by the way. So if you are a listener, yeah, you like welcome, our to, voices. welcome to George and Seth. I know. We'll move on to news. This this will interest you, George. To be fair,
1: I saw I saw this first bit of news.
0: Yeah. So um, Martin Scorsese he's met with the uh, the Pope recently. I think it was last week, a few days ago, um, and obviously he. So he's, he's in, he, he, Well, he's confirmed to he will make another. Film about Jesus. Um, obviously, the last one. Have you seen the Last Temptation of Christ, where the Defoe plays Jesus? Yeah, yeah. So I, I liked the film a lot, but it did at the time specifically get quite a lot of controversy. So I believe he went to see the Pope this time to kind of angle it all out and stuff like that, and make sure you know what they wanted to go into in terms yeah. of portrayal. But if you didn't know already, I mean, well, I'm assuming you did, but the, the listeners, Martin Scorsese was a practicing priest, I believe, or on his way to being before he uh, directed films, he was a, a devout Catholic. Um, so this, I think, with his religious project, especially when we look at Silence, the Last Temptation of Christ, he did another one that I haven't seen. This is, this is for me, very, very exciting news and something everyone should be excited about, especially if you are a fan of his films. Um, you liked Silence, didn't you?
1: Yeah, I, I love Silence. I think that's one of Scorsese's um, more underrated and appreciated films, but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. It is weird right. how
0: he, little people have seen it in comparison to like the other one. Like yeah, It Irish, like, for
1: example. never got a wide release and.
0: It didn't do well, least, did it? In terms it, of
1: yeah, box office numbers were not great. Um, but no, you're you're absolutely right in terms of like Martin Scorsese taking care of like anything religion related. Um, I also think this is like such a genius bit of marketing. Yeah. Like I don't know if like that news was meant to be like shared, but if it was, I think that's fucking genius because it's like okay, like he's going above and to, He's going to the top. Of like who he should be talking to when wanting to create a movie right now. He's making a movie about yeah. Jesus. Who better to go to than the, the number one well, like religious icon in the world? Yeah, uh, I think
0: so. I would assume it's because of the backlash he got for the last Temptation of Christ, which of course is everything's different times now. Yeah. So it might make a difference now, and I think it would be very different now in terms of the way that people would perceive it, um, yeah. especially people of that religion. But at the same time. The man's going above and beyond, and I think that 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 is shows a lot. This this
1: is literally like though this news broke, and like the perfect meme for it is "Let him cook." Like, yeah, yeah. that was the first thing that I like thought of. I was like, okay, he's doing something. Like, he's going to the absolute top to get the information he needs to make this as good a Jesus movie as ever.
0: Yeah, Tyler, have you seen? Last Temptation of Christ or Silence? Scorsese's Have film not films. seen
3: either. I need to. I especially want to get around to Silence, but both of them. Silence was.
0: Yeah. yeah I we were just me and George speaking about that. Like Silence didn't really get widely. I only watched it like two months ago last month. Whatever. It was, it's now my third Scorsese ever, which says a lot. Um, and I think that I was just saying to George. You know, I'm sure you know this as well. But prior to being a filmmaker, Scorsese was a practicing priest he was a practicing you know catholic church he was in the catholic church he was practicing priest and hence why he went on to submit to make these religious projects i think with him meeting the pope it just it's a recipe for success well maybe not monetary success but film success as we know it from Scorsese, anyway yeah. uh moving on though fast x has passed 500 million worldwide is this a lot for fast for fast furious i don't really know i know they make money but after one week
3: two yeah, but two fast weeks. Furious, they make money don't they yeah i think two Every of them across the billion week. mark it's been two oh. weeks for fast x Okay, fair still, But still, no, I think it's doing well. I think, because I think the opening weekend was a little under ex- expectations, but I think its its long tail is doing pretty well. But I don't know if you have this in the rundown, but I think this would be a good time to talk about. Like, do you guys see the news about Vin Diesel, like, saying he's blaming the bad reviews on. Uh, he says the well, people are rating the movie bad because Jason Momoa was overacting as the villain, and he's like mad at Jason Momoa. Did you guys see Jason that? Jason Momoa is the only. He's the best part of the movie. Reviews.
0: He was the best. Why I the one movie. Yeah,
3: like literally, Vin <laughs> Diesel's like crazy. the critics are rating this movie. Like he was, it, that's like the headline. It's, like he's pissed off at Jason Momoa because the critics are rating the movie badly because he was overacting. I'm like, dude, he was the best thing of your movie, man. Best thing. He,
0: he Vin Diesel
3: was fucking. Crazy. He was like, <laughs>
0: he just. I don't understand that at all because it's like he was the one who looked like he was having the most fun, and the, the he was the best Remember to watch Jason yeah. The motor. yeah, yeah, hundred percent.
3: Yeah, 100%. yeah. Really Vin Diesel nice. just mad that someone that's not in his family is getting the praise.
0: <laughs> that's literally it. Um, moving on. Story for Extraction Three already being developed. Cool. We'll wait until yeah. the second one comes out. Yeah. Uh, Succession so finale, obviously, we already spoke about. during a fall, uh 2.9 million viewers. Mason Thames, which I believe was the kid in the Black Phone, the main guy yeah. in that, who was great. We were, when we spoke about Black Phone before, we've always spoke about the child performances being really, really good, which is a rarity, let's be honest. And uh, Nico Parker cast as Hiccup and Astrid in live-action House Train Dragon film, which I'm, near, I'm, I'm here and all there, and I don't know what it's going to be like, but good castings to start off. Um, A female-led Australian remake of The Office is in the works. So now there's going to be three Office shows. Interesting. Uh, The Super Mario Bros. movie, Sega. Three?
1: The UK.
3: Oh, Oh, oh,
0: oh. The original, bro.
1: Come on. Oh, yeah, my fault, my fault, my fault, my
0: fault. Um, Super Mario Bros. movie has now become the second highest grossing animated film of all time, which is ridiculous. What is the first?
3: Well, uh, Frozen 2. 2, But the one thing I want to say is they don't count the the Lion King remake as animation. But it's not... Like, it's just weird, because The Lion King has made more money than Frozen 2 and Super Mario Bros. Yeah. but like Man, How much did The Lion King make? Uh, like, yeah, $1.8 or I something think. or something crazy. Yeah. I thought Frozen uh, made, like, around No, but, like, power I, power I don't... Power. Why isn't it considered animation? I'm just so confused how, like, people are just like, oh, that's not an animated movie. Because it's, because like, live it's, action, but, like...
0: It's a live action remake, so I guess they tried... I don't know. Did, I haven't it. seen
3: the remake. Did they use real lions and real it, animals in it? No i don't think so So, like would how is be, it not animated wouldn't
1: that be the same thing as like avatar the way of water being an animated movie
3: that's very fair that's a very that's actually point. a
0: really really good argument george
3: yeah
1: like it's yeah. I, I don't know how to further explain that but that's where my my head went okay yeah it's visual point proven I, i'll yeah. take
3: it i'll take it i'll, I'll take it <laughs> yeah
1: um, can you imagine if
0: avatar the way of water was that nominated for best
1: Animated
0: <laughs> best out of last year? <laughs> i mean to be fair it's yeah, that's crazy. I think Super Mario Bros. just we knew and there's gonna be so much to come from this universe now in terms of films, given how successful it's been. Uh Terrifier Three will be released in late 2024. I did not like the first one, I did not like the second one. George, did you like either? Uh,
1: I did not like the first one, I did not see the second one. I saw right. I saw one clip of the second one on Twitter and that's where I Was it the
0: bedroom me. clip?
1: It was the clip where he like removes her like scalp or something. There is
0: there is things to enjoy about the second. However, I just I two saw that hours, two, it's it's 2 hours 20 minutes long. It's I, crazy. But it's I not I, even I know the runtime. Like
1: it. It's not even the runtime and like I Oh it is. I think I can it. tolerate horror movies like I it's not like I watch fucked up shit rather often and I get enjoyment out of them, but this is just this is torture porn to the max.
0: Pretty much yeah yeah, like, yeah
1: i literally i saw that one clip on twitter when the movie came out and i was like you know what i'm i'm probably not going to see this movie
0: i'd like you to watch the second one because i think you'll have a good better time than the first anyway because there is some stupid shit in there yeah um thomas Kail is set to direct the live action moana film which i think he directed the he's done a lot of plays i think he did the hamilton uh which i'm sure you and I, I think you guys like hamilton don't you the one that came out a few years ago I, yeah
3: i love hamilton cam it's five yeah, star yeah. for me too
0: yeah i love it oh is it okay cool george this is one for you john carpenter says a direct sequel to the thing may be happening now i said this on twitter yeah I'll watch this shit, but if he's not the one behind the camera, then I'm not really, I'll still watch it, but I'm not really, I'm nowhere near as interested. I think it's ridiculous, to be yeah, honest. That's, that's my thoughts,
1: exactly. I really don't mind the 2013 remake or whatever. I, yeah, I still
0: haven't it. seen that. I still yeah, seen like, that. like
1: I don't think it does anything, or uh, I think 2013 was a prequel, actually. Sorry. Um, it doesn't do anything to like recapture like the lore of the first. Um, it basically just kind of like, recycles old material but kind of makes it feel newer if that makes sense like i'm basically getting at it's not a shitty movie at all i gave it a three and a half out of five and i actually enjoyed it um but if we're talking about like a direct sequel to the thing yeah if if it's not john carpenter i'm gonna be very upset i'm still gonna watch it but my expectations are gonna be significantly lower
0: yeah and especially handling the how the the Thing Ended is arguably one of the best endings and one of the most thought-provoking yeah. endings of all time. Like, we, the, the conversation of The Thing Endings has been going on for so long, and I think the only person that could handle that in the correct way would be John Carpenter himself. Yeah. Um, I think this would be interesting, though. I'll, I'll definitely watch it either way if it does happen. Um, a li- obviously, we, we got this news the other day, a live-action Miles Morales film is in the works. Um, I've seen Love for This. I've seen Not So Much. I, I'm personally all for this. I think, it was, I think it's understandable. I think how successful the films have done. It only makes sense in my eyes. Um, Any thoughts on this at all?
1: It's just it's something some people have been pushing for ages. Um, Like I know now, I don't know what the connection to um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe will be with this live action Marvel. Do you think
0: there would be one, or
1: I, I I I don't think so. But I know ever since No Way Home ended, everyone was pushing like, okay, this is the perfect time to introduce a Miles Morales, like give us like a college Peter Parker. Maybe he's going to retire from spider-man maybe he gets killed off perfect opportunity to introduce miles morales and i'm all for that uh, i don't think this is going to have any connections to the mcu unfortunately um so
0: is that it, unfortunate though because it's like
1: it, it, uh, yeah maybe it's not unfortunate but it's just something i would like to see but either way i think we'll eventually get miles morales in the marvel cinematic universe but this is also like i want to reserve judgment on this news until after Beyond the Spider-Verse. Like, I want to see where Miles' story ends.
0: Also, yeah. just to say, the guy who voices Miles Morales wants to play him. He's like 30.
1: Like yeah, that's not happening. He's also is like a fifteen-year-old. I've now. seen well, so many interview clips of him rizzing
0: up. Haley.
3: Seinfeld. I was gonna say, dude, he's the king of shooting your shot with Haley Seinfeld with Marvel dude, Studios, but saying like, "Hey, I want to like play." That, like,
0: that she makes after what it's he says like getting it's so unc-
3: Yeah, it's getting uncomfortable at this point. You can tell they probably don't like working together at all. Like for no, her, I think he loves. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah, she. I don't exactly. think she. I feel like I wouldn't. Ima- I wouldn't be surprised if she's like in an interview says like. I love the Spider-Verse movies. Didn't love playing Spider-Gwen. I didn't what love my time on set. He well, he's like, it's so that... easy being in love with Spider-Gwen when I'm like in the recording booth staring directly at oh, Haley Steinfeld. That, I mean, she just does
1: that like, just awkward so smile. Funny. It's also uncomfortable because you have a whole other movie to, like, record together. It's,
0: like, it's weird to make someone that, when they're recording, to make someone, like, uncomfortable to say something like that over again. He's done it a few times. And it's also, bizarre. all I'm
1: thinking now is, like, this dude in the studio just staring at Haley the entire time.
3: If
0: Yeah, yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, she's
3: probably, <laughs> I just, it, and people have been theorizing this for the live action Miles Morales movie, which I think is a 0% chance this happens, but if it does, I'll just say, caveat, I would hate it. If Beyond the Spider-Verse ends with him going into live a- like a live action universe. Oh then. yeah. I don't they, think they'd do that. They well. wouldn't. No, there's zero percent chance it happens, but I'm just gonna say, since I've seen so many people say that on Twitter, I'll just say like I would hate that if they did it. But I mean uh, so yeah. like the Sony verse, they're building up the Sin- Sinister Six. They still don't have Spider Man for the Sony verse. Why not make him Miles Morales? Yeah. That's what,
0: I'm that makes saying, sense. Man. That's what I was saying. Um <laughs> A new like Fast and Furious film focused on Dwayne Johnson's Hobbes is in the works. Who cares? Um, Oppenheimer is rated R, and this backs up my point that Barbie will easily.
3: 100%. Now, now it's a given. Now it's for
0: sure. No. no, I think it was a given order. No, Barbie no, no no, a, no, 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 no. Barbie, George, is no. such a big IP. A three hour. Yeah, but a, you, a no, three no, hour no. epic. Three hour film. I know, three, it's, a, I know it's Nolan. I know it's Nolan. It's a
1: two and a half hour Barbie film. Rated PG thirteen. No parent but, was but taking their children to see this movie,
0: but it's still got that. No, but I think and, it goes down. No to parent like,
1: was taking their children to see Oppenheimer, but I'm taking Greta Gerwig. I mean, I'm taking Christopher Nolan over Greta Gerwig any day.
0: Well, I, no, I don't. Yeah, I agree with you on the, on the kids thing. I just think it's when it comes to the IP of Barbie, kids have been like kids who've grown up with Barbies. It's it. Barbie IP is so big to the point where no, people in their it, 40s now will go and see this film because I think it's Barbie.
1: comparable to Super Mario Bros, where it's like there's such a wide range of, you know, new Super Mario slash Barbie lovers, but yes. you're also going to get the existing. But I'm so – I mean, listen, I'm not so confident. I, I'm not, like, sitting here saying, like, oh, if it wasn't rated R, it would have easily blown Barbie out of the water. But I don't think it's going to get the amount of, like, how did six to like sixteen year olds come in? How did Houston. like
0: Dunkirk do? Because I know Tenet was a bit of a weird one because that was in COVID time. Yeah, Tenet times. was Dunkirk. I
1: have no idea actually.
0: Because that's Dunkirk. like um Dunkirk made five hundred
1: twenty-seven million.
0: Okay, so I imagine that it'll probably it'll do well.
1: And that's a war film,
0: yeah. Which I think ha- I mean, which have
1: historically done poor at the box office.
0: Yeah, I think Oppenheimer will will do. I don't
3: know, $800 million, like I mean, I'm, do now, well.
1: now that Oppenheimer's rated R, I'm taking Barbie. I think Barbie's going to yeah. now blow it out of the water. But before the R rating, I was still team Oppenheimer.
3: I think it could be closer than people think, purely because Oppenheimer will have the Avatar wave water, or both Avatar effects of ticket prices, because those 70 millimeter showings are selling out. And those are like $25 tickets. Yeah. And the, on yeah, top of I'm that, they have normal too. IMAX showing. Barbie's not getting an IMAX. So just what, every ticket bought for Oppenheimer is like 1.5x the amount of box office money every ticket of barbie will be so yeah. barbie's going to outsell it oppenheimer costs more so i think it'll be a little closer than mm-hmm. people think just because of ticket prices I, but yeah, yeah barbie will win but one them, thing sure.
0: i would say with most people who just watch films casually won't care about watching a 70 millimeter print of of, of you know what i mean
1: okay perfect perfect example um uh, last night i was at a theater going to see past lives and there was a Dolby screening of uh, yeah. Across the Spider-Verse, not an IMAX screening. Um, so in my head, I'm like, like yeah, the casual moviegoer, I don't think sees a difference between Dolby and IMAX. The same way I don't think a casual moviegoer sees a difference between 35 and 70.
0: Yeah, and they won't I go don't... out of their way to, to yeah, like, pay yeah. more to her.
1: Like if someone, like when the Oppenheimer tickets dropped, I was getting IMAX, no question. Um, but like if someone who isn't as into film as like we are opens the app and see let's go to
0: the blog. local one
1: yeah exactly see they're there. like let's just go see it in laser or some shit or some bullshit like that
0: um
3: there's cam officially signing off you, for the <laughs> people listening cam is no longer here but one thing i want to ask hey, you you both for for seth with anna and george with victoria right so like this is the only caveat i have about barbie is the people like and why i say i think it's a very online movie is, like, Riley thinks it looks dumb. Like, she has no interest in seeing it. She's, like, I just look like... And a lot of people that, like, aren't big movie buffs, like, I know everyone here jokes, like, oh, Ryan Gosling or whatever. Like, a lot of people like in my casual life are all, like, yeah, Ryan Gosling looks weird in that movie. Like, that movie just doesn't appeal to me at all. Like, my, at least my close friends and Riley. So that's why I'm, like, the one caveat I'm holding out on is, like, I don't know anyone in, like, my non-movie life, like, non-movie sphere that is going to see Barbie. Like, they're all, like, honestly i I'm no very excited for Barbie. She Has she seen the other Greta Gerwig, stuff. or is it just purely Barbie?
0: She she loves Little Women. Okay, I don't think, okay. she's so seen I don't
3: think Riley's seen any Gre- Greta Gerwig, so.
0: Yeah, I think Anna's very excited for it. Um, but only. But I, I haven't seen like
1: yeah, I haven't seen like casual discourse on Barbie. Um, uh, obviously, film Twitter is just loaded with Barbie Oppenheimer double feature, Barbie Oppenheimer, but like I don't think a casual moviegoer is even remotely comparing Barbie and Oppenheimer together, and I also don't think. Greta it's a Gerwig. weird
0: comparison, anyway. It's yeah. Bizarre, and
1: also, like... Greta Gerwig is not a household name. Like, she's an incredible filmmaker. She's made Ladybird, which is a five out of five, and Little Women, which is a four and a half out of five for me. Um, but, like, those aren't mainstream films.
0: No, I, I agree. I agree. I think that Greta Gerwig is, she, she doesn't have the longevity yet to be a household name, especially yeah. in the film world. She's only done, well, a th- one collaborated film and then two feature films herself mm-hmm. so she's not had the longevity that Nolan has had to have that namesake i think even the general movie watcher will know who no Nolan's like a director that most people will watch when they first watch films he's kind of the first entry level i think not in a bad way i just think he's a name like when i was like watching films I, I say i don't mean that in a bad way I no i think
1: that. it's like when you when you start your film journey you're just automatically a film bro and then you
0: progress yeah, <laughs> yeah. and which again it's not a bad thing i just think when i and I still do now because I, I like Nolan a lot now, and I think most people do. Well, some people don't. But I think when I started watching films, it was the first films I heard about for people were the Inceptions. Yeah, because they're so popular. So I think that Nolan yeah. has that pull. I just think what's holding up back is is how how long it is because that does that does impact films, especially in the box office. We saw that with well, I mean Babylon was a weird one because the marketing was a bit shit. But I think the the length and also the story for most casual movie guys i don't think is as, as enticing as a i don't know man Interstellar or a inception you know right. what i mean um, yeah but, but yeah, uh, i might be wrong
3: now i think it would be a good time to touch on it too of uh so tom cruise is upset that and he's getting all the studios yeah, to try Bruce and get oppenheimer oh, yeah, to be pulled but from but then, imax yeah, screens yeah. where like tom cruise is a box office machine christopher nolan's also box office machine but Christopher Nolan is like the poster boy for IMAX. He's like the guy who uses the IMAX cameras, the latest and greatest. So IMAX isn't going to throw the guy who's like the yeah. biggest proponent of IMAX in the world for movies. They're not going to be like, yeah, yeah we're not going to play your stuff on IMAX. Yeah. Like they're going to give him the golden treatment for any IMAX. Whereas like,
0: Can you imagine if Tom Cruise was the main guy in a Nolan film? That would be crazy. Yeah, that would be that crazy. Would do, but yeah, like, Tom Cruise is is probably the biggest actor draw there is. So for maybe sure, Tom Hanks as well right now. But yeah, I'd agree. he's crazy how much pull that guy has.
3: And I would love but to I see Dead we, Reckoning Part Two on an IMAX screen. But I'm just saying, like, to think that Oppenheimer is gonna yeah, be Nolan moving promotes. because of it, no. <laughs>
0: Promotes IMAX. He promotes yeah. screen on film. Yeah, he
1: he is IMAX. Yeah,
0: yeah, it makes sense. Um, we'll move on to nerd news. We don't have have much nerd news yeah. this week. I swear we've not had that much nerd news for a while. We used there to be has. covering so much of it.
1: Because there was there was the there was like literally those two expos within a week of the each Star
0: Wars year. celebration we had. And yeah, the, the, the Disney
1: thing, I think.
0: Yeah, the Disney. The they happened within like
1: the same week, and we haven't had massive nerd news since then.
0: Yeah. Um, Andy, is it Muschietti? Muschietti? Yeah, so he uh, says that they will not recast Ezra Miller for a potential sequel to The Flash, because he said that they are just irreplaceable as playing The Flash, which kind of, I, I don't know if you guys, well, obviously, George, you've seen The Flash. How good were they? Were they amazing? Or did you expect it to be recast or whatever?
1: I, I mean, yeah, I expected it to be recast, not because he's bad in the role, but just because of what's going on in his personal life. Um, I, 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 and again, I'm not praising the man, but I do think he's an incredible Flash. I really do. Um, but this did come as a little bit of a surprise. Um, the movie, again, I'm not going to spoil anything, but like the way the movie ended, like, I don't think it would have been weird to recast. It's not like, I don't know. Like, it like Spider- a big in. setup. Yeah. It's not like a yeah, cross the Spider Verse ending where you like exactly, expect to be yeah. there. There was nothing like absolutely ridiculous about the ending where I'm like, no, it has to be him in the next movie. It must be him. Um, and like, I don't want to sit here and say that like I'm happy they're not recasting him because I don't think he deserves to to have this you know type of role in his pocket. Um, we should so-
0: mention, otherwise people will be upset if you don't say they I think he's oh, not right. His
1: right, right, today. my fault. That's my fault. Um, but yeah, like. I don't know. I hate praising them because I think they're really fucking good in this role. I really do. I think Ezra Miller is really good in yeah. this role. I, I've said it even since the Justice League. I think he was one of the shining lights of that shit piece of crap movie. Um,
0: wait, what? Oh, I, no, there's... Wait, no, you're on about not Zack Snyder. Right, yeah, yeah, no, guy. I'm, I'm talking, about talking about the OG, the Justice League. Yeah, not, I don't know what that is. Yeah, so yeah, I'm yeah, a shitty
1: movie. Um, But yeah, it, it's one of those things where, like, a recast wouldn't have surprised me, but telling me they're not going to recast them also is not surprising. me. Yeah, well
3: So, like, the movie world is interesting because you directors are, like, the head honcho of the movie, but they're really not. Like, when Andy Machete says they're not going to be recast, he really has, like, kind of zero say. Like, director, yeah. especially in these comic book it's, movie universes, like, if Jeff no. Loveness, like, I know he got fired for other reasons from Avengers Kang Dynasty, but if he said... Yeah. If Jeff Loveness said, like, we're not going to recast, and I know he's the writer, like, recast Kang for John the Majors, like, it doesn't matter what they yeah, say. No one. What they say. It's all what the production, company's gonna the production so, companies going to do. So I think this is yeah. just Andy Machete trying to, like, publicly support um, his person here, but he he really has less than zero say on if who's going to be cast as The Flash. It's going to be James Gunn, Peter Safran, and even like even That's... them. It might not even be them, honestly. It might literally be, like, CEO of Warner Brothers, the CEO, the CEO of, of you know, like HBO Max to cover. Yeah, like whatever, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, um, Rosa Salazar has cast in uh, Cats America New World Order. I'll be honest, I don't really know who this is. Um, and also Pearson, I'm gonna guess, with the Fode or Fode,
1: I, I would have said Fode
0: as well. Fode, yeah, yeah, maybe in the room to play know. Superman in James Gunn's Superman Legacy. I don't know who this guy is, but this man's handsome, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. I have no he, idea who he is, though. I'm not going
1: to lie, I don't... I never saw, like, Man from Toronto or or The Assault or any other weird movie he's been in, but he... he
0: looks like Superman, to be fair. That's enough. what I'm
1: saying. Like, he has the look. Like, he honestly just looks like a slightly downgraded Henry Cavill.
0: Wow. I mean, to be fair, like, even just slightly downgraded. <laughs> That'd be yeah, the greatest I,
3: compliment, compliment, compliment I would... Uh, yeah, i yeah, anyone ever said so that to... End, yeah
1: that is I'd still 10, a though. very good car event
0: <laughs> yeah um we'll move on to obviously what we've been watching this week um hyla we'll start with you what have you been watching this week everything everything <laughs>
3: um so i watched a thousand and one which i've been meaning to watch that was a sundance film i didn't get a chance to see it like won the big award at sundance then it also got a theatrical release back in like april maybe really really good very very easy to draw parallels to Moonlight because it does follow this family through three stages of his life. The the kid in the movie, there's three different actors who plays him, because it kind of goes through three thirds of his life. So obviously when you have a movie set up like that, you can draw parallels to Moonlight that had three different people playing the main guy. Um, but very, very good. Um, been It's my last week of work, so I was just trying to like chill out at night, have a little fun leisurely night. So I've been crossing off a lot of comedies like This Is The End, Dirty Grandpa, watched Step Brothers twice. Um, and yeah, just just kind of been chilling. I watched Jerry, so I know I did. I don't know if he's listening, but shout out Owen. He's uh, been praising. Is the uh, Matt Damon, Matt Damon, and Casey Affleck. Affleck. Man, yeah, Casey. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They co-wrote the movie. Um, it's by Gus Van Sant as the director. I quite enjoyed it. It's uh, so Seth. I know you weren't here for the real quick a week or two ago, but yeah. Um, so Night of Cups, very similar energy to that. So George Cam. Do not recommend Jerry to you two because I get Night of Cups like a 2.5. I didn't hate it, I like this one more, but it's very much similar vibes where there's not really much going on. It's very experimental and very open ended. Um, but it was cool, like I enjoyed it. It was interesting. It's like it's just crazy to me that because this came out in 2002, Goodwill Hunting was 1997, and because they both had a hand in writing this just like they did with Goodwill Hunting, it's just crazy that that young end of their career, like Matt Damon and the Affleck brothers truly were some of the most talented young working individuals in the film industry and obviously still today all of them are doing incredible things but they entered the industry with goodwill hunting and like jerry and like these creative screenplays at such a young age like young 20s i was just like it's crazy and like deservedly so they've had a long tail to all their careers i need so talented.
0: You both to watch tree of, life, Terrence Marks, tree of life that's that's on my list for like this week so i will
3: watch Re-
1: after night of cut bro you want me to watch that
3: I hear it's not as experimental or crazy. I know Seth just cut out a bit, so I think he's about to be back in. But I hear that it's not as experimental and weird as, as, as Night of yeah. Cups. So. And I know it's it's Doug's favorite movie. from. Terrence yeah, I was going to say, and
1: Doug and I don't really see eye-to-eye on film. So. Yeah,
3: and that's his favorite movie. I don't know if it's his favorite movie. I know it's his favorite, Mallet. I, I think a, it might I think it might like be his favorite. Piano movie is his favorite. <laughs> or something. Oh.
1: What? Seth cutting out like crazy right now for you, too. Uh, I not yeah. say anything.
3: Oh, oh yeah, yeah, I think he's back. He's a little fuzzy, but I think you're back. But but yeah, uh, well, sorry, Seth, I'm for sure watching Tree of Life. within then before next pod, I will have watched it so I'll give you my thoughts then. But that's all I've been watching this yeah, week. Yeah, oh, I watched Broadcast George. News too. So shout out Sophie because she recommended oh, that. I figured I, it was going to be a week of like the movies that people that I talk to, like in movie Twitter and stuff, that always keep telling me to watch stuff. I was like, you know what, Jerry, Broadcast News. I'll give them both a watch and cross those off. Oh
1: yeah, fair enough, fair
0: enough. George, what have you been watching?
1: Uh. Nothing, man. Um oh. a lot of a lot of not literally nothing. Um a lot of love, death, and robots episodes just because I got home one night.
0: Um, I didn't realize how short they were. Yeah, they're short.
1: They're super short. Yeah. It's such an easy watch and they're just really fucking good. Um I watched I watched Into the Spider-Verse immediately after watching Across the Spider-Verse and then Past Lives, and it's such a beautiful day. This week was tough on like the on like the watch side because like Monday we had off from work Um, so i was home and then came back and just had a lot of stuff around the apartment that i wanted to take care of before the work week and then you know wednesday i went out thursday i had spider verse friday yesterday i had past live so just not a big movie watching week um which is why i killed a bunch of love death
0: and robots episodes oh uh, yeah so what have i been watching this week i've been catching up with black mirror of course because I think it comes out, what was it, the 15th of June mm-hmm. um, of this month. So I've got like nine episodes left now, so I'm not far off at all. Uh, I did watch Be Right Back, unfortunately, George, which I did like, I just want to say. But it wasn't my favorite. It was a 3.5 for me. Oh. And, well, unfortunately, Tyler as well.
3: I mean, I'm disappointed in that. But when you prefaced it by like saying you liked it, I was expecting lower than a 3.5. So I'll take 3.5. No, 3. I, 3.
0: I liked yeah. it. Like a, a, yeah. it. wasn't like yeah. It was still like, you know, top
1: whatever. I, I, I hold be right back as not only the best black mirror episode but like one of the best episodes of television really shit. interesting it's Dude, a five star for me I watched, yeah. yeah the first time i watched that episode i bawled like a
0: bitch. well i cried everything i just it just didn't get me that's much. so not i don't know i did watch my favorite black mirror episode though uh which was white christmas yeah, I really, really, I was like a 4.5. So life, Really, really enjoyed that. Can you imagine if you had to live your life
1: not being able to, I like, to see at the dude? I would off it immediately, straight away.
0: That'd be crazy. That'd I'd be, be crazy. on the roof
1: of my building day one.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I watched The Blob, which wasn't great, uh, Under the Silver White Lake, which is the A24, uh, kind of dark comedy with Andrew Garfield really interesting. George, I think this would be one for you. It's very, very interesting. Like a journey, comedy fueled look at conspiracies and uncertainties. Really interesting. Andrew Garfield is just fucking amazing. I love him so much. Yeah, uh, I've movie. been going into more of Sunya Tokamoto's um, filmography. George, he's the guy who directed Kotoko, which um, I know that you enjoyed. I've been going really yeah. into his films at the moment. and all, George, all of his films are like that. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I did like um, Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. And then I also watched um, Archangel Black Mirror, which I didn't really like. They hi- they cast like a f- fucking 25 year old as a girl who's like meant to be like 15. It was yeah. really weird. And also, I don't think that was the con- The concept was there, but I don't think it was done well at all. White Chris, which I said, Hang the DJ, which I liked a bit. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, okay, uh, so
3: what, what'd you rate it?
0: 3.5.
3: Okay, I think I was at a three on it, but that's the one on my Black Mirror ranking that by far the one that the comments the most were like hang the dj is easily the best episode and like that really? was like a thousand likes on that comment like everyone was like hang the dj too low like this really? is incredible and i think i get why people love it so much because it's like the most like optimistic and hopeful of all the black mirrors as opposed to like dark and grim but i don't know i why like people love it so much. yeah same so i think that's why uh, we, we like it i watched
0: a uh, play test which i think is like in my top Five so far I'll dude i you. love
3: that one and uh, if you look at if you I'm google
0: i you like that one i really am what me or tyler no Seth. tyler oh
3: yeah, me really the,
0: yeah he's a horror it's, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah that's like yeah. i
1: mean it's not like horror but like that definitely dives i mean it's like definitely
3: it. the scariest episode of black mirror
1: yeah no
0: definitely. no i disagree i think white bear was creepier than that is it white no, Bear? White, yeah white bears that yeah that's really a
3: different flavor thing. though of like yeah, horror i guess, guess so. but but yeah like if you look online like of like you know whatever the normal websites are like vice or any of those other sites that like rank stuff all the time if you look at just like their editors ranking of all black mirror episodes like playtest is like always like bottom three episodes for like every ranking online know. but for me i love i don't know i think it's just i'm a horror noob so like good like stuff that excites me kind of like gets maybe i'll rate a little higher than i should i think there's maybe like one or two plot twists too many in playtest but i love that one man i freaking love it
0: yeah, and the final thing I watched—I watched *Insidious* rewatch. I made Alex watch it, which was fun. It was a great experience. How did he do? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> and then I final thing I watched was uh, *Men Against Fire*, which is another Black Mirror episode. Mm-hmm. I actually rated it higher than you guys, but not by much. It was like I rated it a three when it was. I think you guys rated 2.5. It wasn't great. It was very much a mediocre episode, but I definitely yeah. liked it a little bit more than I didn't. Oh, and I also watched uh the Poughkeepsie Tapes, which is like a found footage horror. It's meant to be really disturbing. really wasn't that disturbing. It was quite disappointing. And then obviously it's such a beautiful day, which we'll go over. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much it. Are you all covered on yours? Oh, so I missed out a little bit. Now nah, you're good. We're
3: all that. good. I think we're ready for the cool. draft.
0: Cool. So... As I spoke about earlier, uh, please make sure to check out the Patreon, check out the merch. We have so much available. We've been getting so much support, so many stories, people posting their stuff on their Instagrams, which is just really great to see. And it's been quite overwhelming. And I'm, uh, we're all really, really happy with this sport. And we, we thank you very, very much for it. The draft this week is obviously just going to be, um, me, George and Tyler, because Cam is probably like, I don't know, in the nicest way possible dead somewhere at this point. Um, but, The draft this week is going to be five best animated characters. I didn't clarify this with you guys, but it can be from films and shows. It doesn't directly have to be from one or the other. So it's just animated characters ever. And the criteria is just best. Like there's no, it's not funny, it's not anything like lovable, whatever it might be. It's just best characters. The order today is going to be George first, myself second, and Tyler third. As usual, it will be a snake draft. Um, George, if you want to hit us with our first pick, I'm really interested to see how people, you know, where people are going to go with this. It's the main thing here.
1: Yeah. This is the one draft. I'm like, I'm upset Cam's not here. I think that I think I'm think because I'm curious where everyone's going right, to go yeah, with yeah, yeah,
0: same.
1: I'm happy with the first pick because I don't think there's an obvious first pick at all. Um, but I do think there's an argument to be made for who I'm about to take um and maybe it's recency bias but i am going to take miles morales
3: yeah that's that's the winning pick that's the the winner you've won the draft draft. (laughs) that's the the
1: winner Uh,
2: Uh,
0: there's so many options for this where it's like i don't know for me there's not really like an obvious one uh the first one that came to mind as a character is not my favorite pixar film but the first character was wally so i'm gonna go with yeah damn
1: he was on my list yeah
3: Tyler. Hmm. There's a lot here. I didn't prep for this draft a ton, so I don't know if I want to go for my favorite or like what I think is the most iconic. But I'm gonna start to try because I love this character and also try and pull a little bit of votes away from Miles Morales, even though it's impossible. I'm gonna go Remy from Ratatouille. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah. Was, there, there you go with the UK votes. <laughs> Uh, still miles morales got crazy a uk based pixel film i don't really yeah.
3: understand it it's very odd. Yeah. i don't know why yeah i don't know why people love it so much in the uk but uh i mean it is a great movie but i feel like it's like extra receives well over there um Maybe. okay now it's my pick because we don't have cameron uh, you know what? i'm gonna throw one back to like my childhood which doesn't narrow it down because i feel like now you think i'm there's probably 20 different things in your mind of what i'm about to say but stewie griffin second round oh. pick <laughs> Oh. Interesting, I was <laughs>
1: wondering if someone was going to take like a family guy or a six yeah. is that character. Yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Okay, all right, I like that we set that precedent already that that's where we're going.
0: Uh, being that it is my second favorite Pixar film, the other one was stolen from me by Tyler with Remy. I'm gonna go for Mike Wazowski. Oh, yeah, yeah, bag. yeah, that's the guy. <laughs>
1: um all right my next pick i want to get some uh some villains on my board so i think i'm gonna go with scar from the lion oh. king okay i think scar or two, i think i'm gonna go with it's a good um, pick which may surprise you after i said villains not taking one particular name but we'll we'll see we'll see,
3: we'll see. i don't know if i know who you're talking i don't about, know you know i no. think there's
0: a few names
1: oh okay well then that's fine you um, got too many and then i'll go the route of you know just childhood nostalgia maybe he's not one of my favorites but i absolutely adore this character and that is the iron giant
0: yeah Mm. that's yeah i think that has to be drafted i'm gonna go with what george says i'm gonna go the villain route and i'm gonna say syndrome from the incredibles Ah. Mm. in my opinion the best pixar villain it's like a great villain no doubt a great villain so good
3: um okay i'm gonna go for a pick so what, is this a third round right now yeah
1: yes sir no fourth oh yeah third, third. third for, my yeah. bad
3: my bad um, character that just needs to be drafted an animated character drafts in my humble opinion and that's Spongebob Squarepants
1: oh yeah <laughs> <It> has <laughs> oh,
3: he has to There's be drafted you can't, can't disrespect him like that and then um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'll get hmm I'll go with the villain. I'll go with I'll go with Death from Puss in Boots. No,
0: yeah, there's
1: oh, your villain. That's vote.
0: True. That's yeah,
1: just that's genuinely true.
3: like probably my favorite villain period. Too <laughs> like, like animated so stuff. Good man, he's so I good. Um,
0: yeah, I I I know I'll get my last pick because you guys aren't going to choose this one. But I will go for. I'm I'm thinking of one of two characters from the same film. And I'm going to side with the funniest one and that is donkey from shrek
3: <laughs> oh, love that pick
0: <laughs> i do love that pick all right my my final two picks
1: um gonna get him on my board i don't even know if this is maybe on your radar um, but i'm gonna pick scooby-doo yeah that probably. was
3: literally i was gonna pick him instead of death that was oh, about to say shit. it. So a great, him, pick, great pick great pick
1: Thank you. And then it would be an absolute sin for me not to take a character from my favorite TV show ever. So I'm going to go with Prince Zuko from Avatar The Last Airbender.
0: I'm so annoyed. I forgot to pick one of my favorite ones. Tyler's not going to pick it anyway. It was uh, No Face from Spirited Away.
3: Mm, yeah, that I would not pick that, me. but great pick.
0: Uh, I'm going to go for i think i have to choose this because it's my favorite animated show and i've been rewatching watching a lot more recently i'm gonna go for rick sanchez from rick and morty yeah
3: we was just looking at that one so i might have taken thing. that uh where do i want to go with the final pick of the draft so i'm not going to pick him but i feel like he's like the most iconic animated character of all time that's mickey mouse but i feel like i don't know enough like media he's in that i actually genuinely enjoy but I feel yeah. like for animated characters, you can barely get more iconic than that. But I'm going to go with... um, Where was he? I'm going to go with Eric Cartman.
0: Yeah. I, knew, <laughs> I, knew someone I was Between was him there.
3: and... Because the draft's over now. Uh, it was between him and Homer Simpson or Bart Simpson, but I went with Eric Cartman because I think he's funnier.
0: I knew someone was going to pick you. George, <laughs> do you want to run through the picks? Yeah. I took Miles
1: Morales, Scar, The Iron Giant, Scooby-Doo, and Prince Zuko. Seth took Wally, Mike Wazowski, Syndrome, Donkey, Rick Sanchez. And Tyler took Remy, Stewie Griffin. I was going to try to do a Stewie accent, but I can't do that. SpongeBob, (laughs) Death, and Eric Cartman
0: any any honorable mentions we could I think have
1: got like iconic and someone could have taken like mickey mouse or tom
0: and jerry or something like that i yeah. just don't have that love for them do you know what i mean like they're yeah. not on my raid i buzz light i think we'll get comments about yeah no what the buzz Buzz Lightyear. we didn't even pick a toy story person no. like that's why cam would have no doubt yeah i think i, I think yeah i nearly went for sully as well because i love monsters in good movie
3: that was a wide variety of a draft though. I really like the directions we went in there because, like last week when we did the Disney movies draft, like I feel like we like locked into Pixar for a good amount of time, but yeah. this one we just like immediately went all across the board, which is great. Who
0: took Pirates of the Caribbean last week? Me. That was, uh, that was Dude, a. Dude, I got fun. I got smoked in that draft.
3: Really,
1: bro? Oh, wait,
3: I wait, no, three
1: one rock. Who was three? Who was, had, you uh...
3: are me, I think. Yeah, yeah that was, that hard was hard. what I wrote for. Yeah, so, well, I yeah, got
1: cause... absolutely decimated. Because, like, Tyler and Cam were neck and neck, and then my I was just down, down here.
0: Down like, what the fuck? Um, but yeah, I think there's a few. To be fair, there's <laughs> any way you could have gone with that. I was, I was quite interested. I am sad that Cam wasn't here. I think that with his, like, animated, like, love, I think he could have chosen some interesting ones as well. But there's so many ways you could have gone with this, to be fair.
3: I'm um, excited to see Cam's review of our draft and see if he's, like, this is awful picks, or if he's, like respectable <laughs>
0: this feels like doing like a an mcu character's draft without come here if you know what i mean
3: <laughs> like this
0: is cam's wheelhouse
3: yeah he's gonna be super well okay so scar was drafted lion king's which still like i respected him he did his top 10 animated films the other day and lion king's still number one for him which surprised me i thought into the spider-verse would have been but so I, scar is gonna I, appreciate he's gonna be really mad about no toy story being picked though
1: maybe this is a hot take i don't think we picked anyone that Cam would have picked, except for Miles Morales. Yeah, okay.
3: That was a good caveat because Miles Morales was easily the pick at yeah. one point.
1: I think he would have, that would have been the only thing he would have considered out of everyone we picked.
0: <laughs> That's a vote as well. So yeah.
3: there, isn't it?
1: He's going to yeah. kill us for not having like Simba on our list.
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, someone could have drafted Batman too.
3: <laughs> That's fair. I mean,
0: most of the superheroes have on Yeah, someone won, could have drafted
1: right? any. Su- Cam's whole team could just be Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. <laughs>
0: The Lego Man, film and stuff.
1: the Lego so, Batman
3: movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we will end the episode there. Once again, shout out to our patrons. Um, check our Twitter as well, because that's where we'll be posting the draft as usual and drop a vote on who you think won our major draft. draft. Um, obviously, like Tyler said, it's important to go over this. He did go over this early in the episode, but last week we had some issues with the PC, so we'll be getting last week's real quick. So this week, which included a The Suicide Squad review, and someone remind me of the draft again that was last week. Weapons.
3: Weapons, fictional weapons, fictional weapons which was a
0: really fun draft which I really enjoyed so look forward to seeing that one and then obviously we will kind of be backloaded with content because we're recording some stuff after this we'll have a lot ready to go with that as well um, and of course check out our perks which I mentioned earlier on Patreon for the merch and stuff as well but as usual shout out to our executive producers we've got Al Bodie, Alexander Kepot Mike Wells Remy Walker 7mod Jeffy Alexander Biscardi Ben Lake, Ben Hansi Callum Singh Dean Cotamandius, uh, Dylan Chip Ferdinand04, Jimmy O'Connor, Jordan Gag, Josh Hines, Luke Darragh, I think, uh, Marcellus Relapse, Rocco one, Sams43, uh, Sean Morales, Stefan Johnson, Tadden Bougie, Will Kim, and Eunice BBX. And other than that, we'll close out there. So thank you very much for listening, and we have a lot more content coming soon.